1069. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can find hot chicks and videos of Uber CEOs yelling at drivers and all kind of stuff. Yeah, car crashes, you know, football, basketball, sports, dude. Anything guys like WRQK.com. We should start running our radio station like that, man. Why do you do it? We take the things that dudes love and we give it to you. Why? Here you go, dudes. Why? <laughs> Why would you sidetrack us? I started off, dude. I got to get you going early 17, in the morning. 17 <laughs> seconds into the program. I'm not even finished with my first sentence, and here he comes, right? Welcome to the program. We have Norm McDonald tickets. We'll pass those out at 830. He's playing at the uh, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there, April the 14th. We'll pass those out at 830. Uh, we do have the new trailer for Alien Covenant up at uh, WRQK.com as well. I do want to start the program like this. Joined, as always, by Matthew Fantone. It seems as if people want to jump up and down on the Cleveland Browns today, and I'm happy. And I'm happy with what they're doing. I kept reading sports blog people who were saying to me yesterday, because the you know Patriots kind of tipped their hand, and they kind of said, hey, look, we're not interested. We're keeping Garoppolo. They kind of like hinted at that, that they're not looking to move Garoppolo. And every sports blog I read yesterday was talking about how the Cleveland Browns refused to make an offer. And I was reading these takes about, you know, how, you know, look, here we go again. They're just being dumb. And I think that they're being smart. When somebody tells you they don't want to move something, the first person to speak after that loses. You lose. They know you're desperate. And they know they have the thing that they don't have to give up. So you calling them seems crazy to me. A, I don't buy it yet. It's quite possible Jimmy Garoppolo stays a New England Patriot. It's a smart plan to build for the future. If you think you have a you know a future franchise quarterback while you still have the greatest quarterback of all time, it's a smart plan to keep him. There's a, plenty of argument there. But I don't buy it yet because, well, the draft hasn't happened. And all that stuff hasn't happened yet. It could be driving up the price of Garoppolo. I don't know. But if the Browns would have picked up the phone yesterday and falled all over themselves, tripped over their own D's to try to make a deal, five minutes after somebody tells you they don't want to make a deal, that, to me, is the Browns of the old. I think the Patriots understand right now that there's such a desperate, you know, need for quarterbacks in the NFL. It probably makes more sense for them to play it long term where, yeah, you could trade, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo right now and end up with a draft pick that, you know, you're probably going to get somebody decent at 12 or anything that you would get comparable for Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to get anything you want. But 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 if you wait and if you wait until you're halfway into the season shortly before the trade deadline and you have seven teams that are desperate for a quarterback, desperate for a guy that's going to be able to, you know, help them get over the hump, you're going to be able to pick like, hey, which specific player do I need? Which? Which 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 skill set do I need? Which which position do I need filled? So I would think that's the more long term plan. And obviously, I think the New England Patriots are pretty good at the long term plan. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I got a clue. They know what they're doing. And so, like watching all these people call the Browns stupid for not like picking up the phone and begging. You know, I've always you know equated this to try and hook up with a woman. Begging will never get you there. No, it's not going to get you there. Being the right guy normally get you there. Good personality normally gets you there. Winning situation normally gets you there. And if begging does get you there, it's awful. You don't it's want the worst. It. It's terrible. You don't want it. Right. You don't want it. And so I, I just, I think they, they played it smart. They played it smart. 
It's not like nobody in the league is going, oh, I wonder if Cleveland wants a quarterback. Nobody's right. wondering that. Everybody knows. You have no you have no power, you have no leverage in the situation. None. Absolutely none. You're a joke of an organization. Nobody wants to come play there, and you don't have a roster to put on the field. I'm not trying to be harsh, but that's the reality of the situation as where we sit right now. Now I think if we're on the mend. I like how many picks we have. But in any negotiation, nothing gets done till somebody says no. And the first person to speak after that word loses. It's just the truth. Because you obviously need the deal to get done more than the other side. Can you kind of tell I'm negotiating with where I work right now? That I'm that I'm hyper aware of how these situations go? It's just the truth of it. It's not contentious. It's just that the, the, there is a push and pull of it. And nothing, my old boss actually from this company was the one who taught me this. He signed me to a deal, got me to take less money than I really wanted to. And the moment I signed it, he said to me, he goes, just so you know, the mistake you made here was never saying the word no ever. Nothing gets done till somebody says no. And so I'm totally all right with them holding off. I'm totally okay with it. There's no ground to be lost. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're right. I mean, like, you got nothing to lose if you're Sashi Brown right now. I mean, <laughs> what, yeah. Right. Now, people are upset about this, too, that they say that they're open to trading the first pick, and everybody's furious. Oh, well, if they trade the first pick, I'm done. Why? There's 31 other teams that want the first pick. Everybody other than Belichick wants the first pick in the draft. Everybody. You have no idea what the deal could be. How do you know you hate the deal that you haven't heard yet? If you're Sashi Brown, it's irresponsible to say anything but we're open to that. Right? Now I know, you know, it's 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 putting the sins of the uh of the father on the son here, but it's going to be a very hard sell to the Cleveland Browns fan base. And not even that I disagree with it, but I can I can already hear the rage of the concept of, well, what if we trade down? Or what if we trade for this? Right. What if we trade okay. for that? I, mean, I can it, understand that's it. That's tough. Given the organization we're talking about, yes, you do have to weigh that in. And I want you to understand what it is I'm saying. I'm not advocating for trading the first pick. I'm just okay saying, yeah, we're open to it. Why would why right, right well not only do you have to be but why in a in a trade uh, you know uh, commodities essentially what athletes are why in a commodity based industry would you ever say would you ever close off any line of getting better you can't close that off you'd be crazy to close that off. Now, you could make the argument that if you say no, just like Garopp- like uh, Belichick saying about Garoppolo, people come calling. Okay, if you want to make that argument, that does make a little bit of sense, and I can meet you halfway there. But they haven't even done anything yet, and everybody's furious at them. And I don't understand it. And now, I think Fantone brings up a good point. It's a little bit of fear-based because of what because you've just been scorned so, so, many, many. Th- so many times so many by, times. by this organization. So, so I got to make a little room for you there, and 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 I got to not like totally like you know call you an idiot, but it's it, you got to calm down. Nothing's happened yet.
At the end of the day, we got, I think it's 11 picks in this draft, and I think it's 15 or something next year. It's crazy. Which, more than trading down at that point, I hope they start thinking about trading up because when you have that many draft picks, honestly, I understand there's a lot of holes on the Cleveland Browns. I'm not trying to debate that fact at all. Um, But I honestly like the idea of having less rookies on the team. You already have a losing culture. If you're bringing 11 rookies plus in every goddamn year, how how are you going to turn it around? Who's making that rookie better? A sophomore? how, how, yeah. how, you, how you gonna turn it around? A sophomore that learned how to play football as a Cleveland Brown that learned how you know losing fifteen games. Well, that's just what we do. You know, there, I, I did read that last night where somebody said, and uh, it was at waitingfornextyear.com, and they had quoted somebody as saying, you know, if you if you trade the first pick, you really are spitting in the face of all your fans who went to games on a fifteen or one in fifteen season. I don't know if I totally buy into that, but I under but I understand why Joe and Parma feels that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I get it. I and do. I get it. You feel that way, dude. That's fine, but we can't get into the business of allowing the fans to dictate what the front office does. I feel like that is the worst possible place in the world you can be. And 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 I don't want to say I agree with. Well, it is a little disrespectful or a slap in the face or whatever you want to call it. I I get that feeling, but. I think you're giving a lot of power to uh, to uh, you know dudes who are just sitting around screaming at a TV. Yeah, you are. You are. This whole thing gets underway tomorrow as the uh, as the combine starts tomorrow. I can't wait for that. I love watching that. It's one of those things. I don't know why at all. I dude, I've never played. I don't know. I, I've never coached. I know, but there's something about that. Where dudes are just you know vying to become millionaires, I think a part of it is um, it's, it's hope. Well, yeah, it's hope. It's football without being football. It's something a little bit different. Um, and the fact that these dudes it all, just proves how honestly how more powerful the NFL is versus every other sport on the planet. I think the fact that they don't have their helmets on during this is like, oh well, yeah, I want to see these dudes. I feel like you can like actually like see who. Never they are. thought of that. Never thought of that. That could be. That could be. Honestly, very true. It is because it's weird to watch them run without socks, right? And like they're barefoot, right? And they, right. You can see their faces and that kind of stuff. So we have Norm McDonald tickets. We'll pass those out at eight thirty. We have Canton Charge tickets. We'll pass those out at nine thirty. And I know I'm forgetting something. Oh, it's Skid Row tickets. Yeah, they are. It's Skid Row tickets, which is April fifteenth at the Hard Rock Rocks. You know, we'll do those at seven thirty. And Fantone's least. Least favorite TV show is getting a huge pay raise. I'll tell you what's going on with that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. 7.30. We'll send you to see Skid Row. They're going to be at the Hard Rock Roxino on the 15th of April. We'll send you to that at 7.30. A lot of good stuff on the program today. A lot of sports. Some politics. Some stuff out of Florida that you won't believe. Dude, gonna be a good day. It's good. A weird story coming out about Joe Biden. Oh yeah, weird story. We'll get into that at nine o'clock. Like that's not really politics based. It's just it's really weird what's going on. Well, human interest, right? Yeah, that's human interest, right? Weird, right? Nine o'clock. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that. I uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that nine o'clock. Also, Norm McDonald tickets up for grabs at eight thirty. You are on record. Fantone is on record thinks that the Big Bang Theory is pretty much the worst show maybe ever. 
Now listen, I don't understand how CBS does it. I don't know if it's if it's if it's uh, old people or what or how they do it, but their shows where they're oh the number one show on television, the number one drama, and the number one comedy, The Big Bang Theory. God, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I've watched episodes. People have told me time and time again, Fantone, you're gonna love it, dude. It's hilarious. You're gonna see Sheldon. He's gonna say Bazinga, and dude, you're gonna crack up. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to give this a shot. And I've given it a shot. And I've given it a shot. And I've given it a shot. And it sucks, dude. It's terrible. I don't understand it. I will. I. I this is a true story. Initially, when the Big Bang Theory rolled out, I was a little bit of a fan. Okay. And the first episode, this is a true, 100% true story. First episode in. Midway through it. Not even over yet. And I was still living with my friend Jessica at the time. We were living in Lakewood. And I turned to her and I said... This is going to be the biggest show on television. And she was like, well, it's funny. She's like, you, you might be crazy. I said, no, nah, this is going to be the biggest show on television. And let me tell you why. A, it's a little funny. B, Kaylee Coco, or however the hell you say her last name, is like next level hot. And this is one of those shows where people will watch. They'll sort of get the jokes and you'll be able to walk away from it thinking you're a smarter person than you actually are. Shows brilliantly built that way. Um, people do love that. They love feeling See, smart. I knew that. I must be really smart. <laughs> I got that joke. It, it's a dumb comedy convincing people that are intelligent. That's a home run. That's a, that, that will always be a home run model. Now... <laughs> Maybe not over the last two years as much, but over the past five, ten years, the concept of, like, nerd chic is certainly a thing. People do have that, oh, it's cool to be nerdy again. This helped usher that in. You know, and I'm sure this played a big part of yeah. it. I mean, you, you take that. Big Bang played a big part of it. I think you take things like um, Lord of the Rings that was so mainstream yes. popular. Game of Thrones you could throw in there. Right. All those, like, just semi-nerdy things. Hip that, to be square. Exactly. It's hip to be exactly. square. Exactly. So it'll have to be square. So the words coming out now that the original five are going to take a pay cut. So like, like these two like uh, add on. Uh, it sounds like I'm being disrespectful, and I'm not trying to be. But like two, they added two actors. Well, you start adding new parts of a show when it's like, damn, this show is not working well enough. Right. We need to introduce cousin. You know what I mean? Right. New neighbors coming. Oh, my gosh. They're wacky. And, the, you know, Sheldon's got a girlfriend now, and it's the chick that used to play Blossom, whatever. And, like, they're being paid. Her and the and another woman on the show are only being paid around about 200000 an episode. Now, the okay. original five are making a million per episode. Jeez. All right. Now, back- But here's where – now, I – Find they're going to get the money because here's what's happening. The original five now are going to take a pay cut, and so th- so they can keep the show the way it is. I like that. I do. I like it. But what I will say is, if you take that chick from Blossom off this show, and you take this other uh, girl that's married to is it Stewart? I've, I don't know. Uh, I. Uh, Wallowitz, whatever that one is. Okay. Um, and you take his wife and you and you and you bring in two new people, those ratings are gonna hold. Um, those ratings are gonna hold. This whole project comes down to one dude and they know it. It's all Sheldon. I, I would I would say I agree with you of like, hey, it's no one to take that pay cut and like I'm glad you guys feel that way. Like it's it's good that you have such a chemistry, and I'm sure that is a part of the reason why the show is so successful. When you're willing to run through a brick wall for somebody that means something, when you're willing to give up money for somebody that means something. The takes get better because you're not choking people when the cameras are off. And, and right. your life yeah. gets better, and as your life gets better, you have a better relationship with the people that are working around you, and life gets a little bit better. So, I mean, I can certainly, uh, you know, pat those guys on the back, but, dude, this is 
isn't the NFL. There's no salary cap. FCBS for not just giving these people more money. I mean, you're worth it. If you're if you're one seventh of of the funniest show on television, reportedly the number one comedy on on TV, and and and, and uh, screw CBS for not paying them. That's what it boils down to for me. There's no salary cap. Tom Brady, there's nobility, and there's hey, I'm trying to make it long term. Even the Golden State Warriors, we gotta keep it under 160 million. Even yeah. the Golden State Warriors, who I hate, who I despise, and I, and and I don't want to pat on the back. But when you make that sacrifice, at least I see the logic in it. There's no salary cap on a TV show, let alone the number one TV show for the past damn ten years. How much money has CBS made off of them? Oh my god, tons a lot. of money, a lot. tons of money. I mean. Yeah. And I, I can't believe that, that the five originals are getting paid a million per episode. Now, when it was Friends back in 1999, I guess it made more sense. 2017, it just doesn't seem like that money would be there. It just doesn't seem like... Well, I wonder if there's not more money there. I don't know, dude. With so many streaming options and, and so many... cutting and... No. Uh, yeah, I mean, TV does not have the stranglehold over advertising it did when Friends was hot. Big Bang Theory, the thing I'll give them, though, is that they're, they're syndicated so heavily, much like Friends, and that's probably where you get your worth. That's probably where you make that money. Is, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. not the new episodes. It's the episodes at 6 o'clock after the news that you're making your money off of. Yeah. Show still sucks. Ah, dude, I think you're hard on it. I, I look, it, it's not great. Actually, the first season was pretty damn funny. And like I said, I, I took, it was like 10 minutes into the first episode, I was like, biggest hit on television. I, I just, you can, certain things jump off the TV. Big Bang, when it first came out, jumped off the television. I was like, this is different. This is different. And like I said, this is going to make dumbasses feel smart. And there's so much. You, that's printing money. I'm so smart. I'm laughing at Big Bang Theory jokes. And dude, and that's the thing, too, is like, I mean, I'm not trying to be like, yo, I'm, 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 a, I'm a Mensa member or anything, but I consider myself pretty smart. And every time I've watched that show, I'm like, dude, I don't even get this. I don't even know what, what am I supposed to be laughing at here? I am surprised that they were able to get this much life out of Star Wars references and like, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, and I'm sure at this point they're just squeezing as much blood out of that stone as they can and just, you know, they're caricatures of the characters that they once were. Um, I'm surprised that there's not a little bit of like, I don't want to say nerd backlash, like nerds, but like, isn't there a little bit of like, well, global warming is not real, so shut up, Sheldon, and and that's not, you know what I mean? Like, is, is there a little bit of backlash to, to science and facts? Uh, I'll tell you, I would say no, but you know who's going through a severe amount of backlash right now over his nerdiness and his lying about science is Bill Nye the Science Guy. Have you seen that? Like, people are now tearing through his history, and it turns out, dude, he's not quite the expert people think he is. No, I have not seen this. Yeah, dude, there's like three articles out there. Now, I didn't really schedule it for today's rundown because I wanted to do some more investigating for myself and make sure that the people that are tearing him down are right about it before I just, like, you know, said, look, Bill, you can't trust Bill Nye. But, like, I read three things last night that were all like, eh, let's slow down on the Bill Nye thing. I was like, okay, I didn't know that. And again, it's because, dude, you just turn on TVs, they tell you somebody's smart, and you're like, well, it's on TV, he's obviously smarter than me. It's like one of those things. So now these other two girls on the show, women, sorry, are going to make four hundred around 450000 an episode. So they're getting about a $250,000 an episode raise. That's pretty good. That's a nice hike. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I'm with you now. I didn't even think about CBS screwing them over. You're right, there's no salary cap. No salary cap. Pay them whatever you want to. It is one of those things where these companies forget, man. If all the talent bonds together, 
What do you do then? Like, if, if dude, once the talent gets unified, you're effed. Bust up the union, dude. That's what they do. Yeah, I guess what the bare naked ladies don't help make it better. They, I guess they don't. They don't. I was gonna say, dude. I don't mind BNL. They're all right. Have you? I mean, I don't even know what is said in this song. Has anybody ever fact checked this? Like, is this one of those things where it's like just wildly inaccurate all the way through it? I always love this stat, and it seems weird to talk about the Big Bang Theory and not bring it up, but this is true. For all those people that hate that, that want to say that they hate this show, you're yeah. totally lying. Just like Nickelback, okay. you're totally lying. I read in Rolling Stone, this is, was true, it's been a while now, but I read in Stone that at the height of the Big Bang Theory, more people were watching that than The Office and 30 Rock at their height combined together. That is power. And that's why those five are making a million dollars an episode. Because they deliver the eyeballs. If you deliver the ratings, you get paid. At least in television. And again, everybody's everybody's most hated band, right? Nickelback. Everybody hates Nickelback. Everybody hates them. Turns out not everybody. Somebody's trying to be them. I'll explain that to you next on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Win your way into the Skid Row Show. 7.30 this morning, so we'll pass those out. If you're carrying around some credit card debt, let's get that paid down. I've been banking with CSC Federal Credit Union uh, since moving down here to Stark County, and they've uh, done a really good job helping me move my credit forward. And they're offering you a really good deal right now on a balance transfer for your credit card debt. You'll take that debt, move it over to a CSC Visa card, get a much lower APR, Interest right there. You'll pay things off faster. Credit gets better. You get out from underneath your debt, which is one of the things that's making you so angry every day. All of a sudden, you find yourself debt-free. Life gets much, much easier. So let's send you over to the website, which is csefcu.com, where you can grab some more info. That balance transfer offer, I believe, is good to you up until April the 30th, is what I'm being told. Find out more info. csefcu. So everybody claims that they hate Nickelback. Hate them. Worst. They're the worst. Hate them. The most despised band of recent memory, right? I'm trying to think of who's gotten more hate. I mean, I'm the only other band I've ever known that's been hated like that was Creed. Um, I'm talking like even like pop artists, like maybe Justin Bieber has been hated more in the past 15 years than Nickelback, but that's the only one I can even think. I mean, I, it might be close. I think Nickelback wins probably just in the sense of you expect a pop artist, especially like a teeny pop artist, like a, a, a cause that's what Justin Bieber started off as was songs for your, yeah. songs for your 12 year old. He was 11 when they signed right, him or whatever. Right. So, I mean, there's a little bit of like, well, that's to be expected. Yeah. But, the black t-shirt crowd's going to hate that kid. But man, oh man, like those, I mean, I, th- those artists have just been despised, spin on, you know, just, just name drawn through the mud and yet laughing all the way to the bank. A lot of money. <laughs> laughing records. All the way to the bank. Which, sales. I guess you'd have to ask yourself that question. Would that trade-off be worth it? Oh, 
I mean, dude, we're talking Chad Kroger money. Yeah, dude. I mean, let's be real. You and I have haters. You know what I mean? That comes with any entertainment gig. That comes with anything where you have a microphone in front of you. Yeah, that's true. So, like, well, if I'm already dealing with some of that, it'd be much easier to deal with if I had Kroger money. Yeah, I mean, people hate him and he has a car. So when I look at it like that, and then, then, then I look at it like in my life and like with the problems I got, you're right. I would probably take, yeah. uh, give me the Kroger hey. Kroger, Kroger, like Nickelback is not, you know, Kroger's not going to pick the boys up, dude. There's right. no carpooling with, uh, right. with Nickelback. Yeah, no, that's a good life. That's a good life, dude. Like, yeah, transportation's good life. That's good life. Good for him. Good for him, man. Doing all right. Uh, dude, maybe, you know what I'll do? I'll just, dude, I'm starting a lawsuit. I wrote Rockstar. That's what happened. <laughs> I wrote it. Here's why I bring him up. is because a dude in Florida decided that Nickelback would actually be the best band to use for a fraudulent uh, scheme that he had put together. Okay. And this is a, apparently a drummer in, like, you know, tribute bands. Okay. Um, and, uh... He swindled a microphone company out of $25,000 worth of mics. Lee Coding is his name, 45, masqueraded as the Nickelback drummer Daniel Adair. When recently placing an email order with Lewitt Audio um, out of Vienna, the order was flagged by Nickelback business representatives as out of the ordinary. So apparently one of the reps from the company contacted the actual drummer of Nickelback and then he said, dude, I didn't order $25,000 worth of mics. What the hell are you talking about? And so they start looking into him. So now the drummer of Nickelback himself starts like doing some investigation. Finds- <laughs> well, that's who I want on the case. Right. Hot on the trail. <laughs> Hot pursuit. He goes to Facebook and finds a Facebook page for this Mr. Koenig, Lee Koenig, who has... Uh, According to the Facebook page, drummed in a series of bands including Billy Idol and Aerosmith tribute outfits. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I don't think I saw this dude at the uh, concert for Legends when Aerosmith performed. I, I did think. not. No, believe that was still Joey Kramer. One of Koenig's Facebook pages describes him as a Hall of Fame drummer, Sony multi platinum session touring drummer. Jeez, dude, session and touring. Oh, I guess maybe you're saying you're you're, you're both there. But I was going to say, session and touring mean different things in the musician world. So they start looking at some photos. And this guy has his drum set, his own drum set, set up exactly like the Nickelback drummer. And so cops then get money, or not money, but, uh, you know, the search warrant. They search his Florida home. And they asked him who is nicknamed Wookie about other groups. Because apparently that's this guy's like nickname. And then he clammed up, got himself a lawyer. Turns out, yeah, he's now been released on $20,000 worth of bond. But he tried to defraud a, a microphone company by claiming to be the Nickelback drummer. I mean, like, you didn't think that the company was eventually going to ask for like some sort of payment? I can't just send somebody an email and be like, yo, it's Chad Kroger here. You should give me a million dollars. Like, Not only that, part of the deal, what they're going to want is they're going to want glossy, professionally taken photos of you using their equipment so they can post them up in their offices. And look, Nickelback uses our mics and so should you. And like all that kind of stuff. And, well, I mean, if, 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 if we're being real about it, it's not like Chad Kroger a 
and the boys are the ones putting the orders in for the instruments. No. They're not taking care no. of that. Chad, what do you want? I want this, 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 and this. And some, like, lowly right. piano. Well, I think maybe that's why. Oh, no, because he was pretending to be the, the drummer. drummer. He yeah. wasn't pretending to be, like, an assistant to the drummer. Well, he had listed his girlfriend as, like, their public relations person. And, <laughs> you know, they looked into that. So here's, here's the interesting part of this story, though, is that this guy has been once before convicted in 2009 for fraud. He was collared after illegally pocketing nearly $100,000, this guy in Florida did, during um, raising of money for charity concert schemes. Little Spooner action there. Little bit there. Little bit. That's terrible. That is terrible. Dude, stealing from charity is awful. It's stealing in the name of charity, dude, you're just a... There's a, something especially wrong with you. Yeah, it's a morally reprehensible thing to do, no question about it. Like, dude, it. if your family's starving and you and I find out you stole something from Giant Eagle, I, 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 you know what I mean? Like, me as a person, I'll probably be like, oh, well, dude, I mean, shouldn't steal, but I guess I could see how a human being could get there. But if you're just stealing money from a charity just to do it... Just because you're you don't have money, it, like that's there's something wrong there. That's disgusting. I think there's something wrong there when you decided like, yo, I'm gonna pretend to be the drummer from Nickelback. I mean, like we've all had that fantasy in our lives before, where we're sitting around and like, dude, what would it what would it be like? I'm sure Stan's right. Sitting around, what would it be like if I were Gene Simmons? At least that's like a worthy rock star to sit around and kind of fantasize about this dude. What would be, what would life be like if I were the drummer from Nickelback? Right, because you don't even know his name. Shoot high, bro. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Like most of those bands are faceless like that like you know one dude you're right although the older i get that's the life i would want like if i was going to be in a band give me a band like that let me let me play drums and nickelback tour the world make a bunch of money and yet on my off day i go into the mall nobody has any idea who i am that would be awesome i mean let's be real like being the drummer of nickelback is pretty easy right i don't think i've ever heard a nickelback song and thought to myself like damn dude that's that hard drummer, to play that drummer is killing it now i'm not saying yo i can go do this right now no, I, but, any, but i can any take drummer i can take any drummer from a band and probably yeah he can learn nickelback's catalog in a day now you're probably just a hired musician. You're not making the money Chad is, and nor should you, because it's, I mean, dude, Chad writes everything. He kind of does everything. That's kind of his deal. Okay, so he should make more money than the rest of you, for sure. But it's, I wonder what those dudes get paid. Like, is that, like, are you making a half a million dollars a year playing drums in Nickelback? Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, you are. Especially, he's I been, this is, I, I think this is, it was presented, or at least it sounded like this was the guy who's been the drummer in the band, so. If you've been there from the beginning, there right. you always make more money. That is true. And you're making more money off the fact that you were the drummer and, and, and you know, on the biggest hits that they've had. If you're just added in right now, if they're like, yo, we're looking for a new new, new Nickelback drummer, you probably make a 500. But if you've been around for a while, come on now, Kroger, Kroger's got some loyalty. I mean, that band makes a lot of money. It's just, I know... I mean, I know touring bands that aren't rich the way people think. You know what I mean? I know you know bands like that, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, people think all, like, those, like, all that remains. And, like, dude, people think those bands are loaded, and they're not. Dude, dude. Pop Evil's got to have so much money. No. No, no. Pop People's one record away from from day job. Right, dude. They're just like, hey, I I remember we uh we did an event with them up at the Banana, and like the dudes, I was like, do you want to like borrow some money or do you want to like, what can I get you? Can I go grocery shopping with you? It almost felt like there were homeless people at the party. I'm like, what what are you guys doing? Like, I see it all the time. Like, cause you know sometimes the Agora will put, you know what I mean? Like, 
they'll cater green rooms and stuff like right. that, obviously. And like you'll go backstage and stuff, and you'll just watch like bands like scarf food. Now you can tell it's like, dude, you haven't eaten in a week. They empty it out like you yeah. like like they're taking they're taking Their like girlfriends the are loading and, like, up right. bags and just. I mean, dude, I see that stuff all the time. Oh my god, I forgot about this one. Yeah, something in your mouth, a little nickel back here. I forgot about that one. I gotta tell you, I they're not the worst. I, I I know everybody loves to hate on them. I don't hate them the way other people do. I'm not gonna argue like artistic like greatness for Nickelback, but they're just, I don't I don't know I don't get where all the hatred comes from. They know what they are, and when you know what you are and you embrace it, there's a little bit of it like it takes the power away from other people right. hating you. For there's, me, it does. There's there's a little right. bit of like, well, dude, you're I doing agree. your thing. I'm not gonna. Who am I to hate on you for for knowing your strengths and playing to them? I would agree. Guess who's trying to make a comeback? That won't. I promise you. I'll give you that story next on Rock 69. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Just heard uh, Def Leppard there, or as I, I as I like to call him, '80s Nickelback there. Same Guitars. band. Drums. Yeah. Sub vocals, all of it. Basically, the roadmap for Nickelback. You still have your Def Leppard T-shirt. Chad Kroger's the worst thing ever to hit the stage. Got it. Should make you aware of this. March 4th, that's this Saturday. Your Canton Charge, who were on SportsCenter the other night, take on the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. 7 p.m. tip-off. First 2,000 people through the door, you're getting a Charge t-shirt presented by Terminex. It's also military appreciation night. The Canton Charge will wear camo-themed uniforms presented by Constellation. In-game, silent auctions for the jerseys, and then players will autograph some stuff for you after the game. Also, in the house that night will be Medal of Honor recipient Leroy Petrie who's also going to be on the program tomorrow. I believe 9 a.m. is when we're going to do that. You can pick up uh, Canton Charge tickets at the Civic Center box office or at cantoncharge.com. Charge making that playoff push right now. I'm hyped for it. That's awesome. It's good stuff. That game's Saturday. Keeping with sports here. I read this all day yesterday. Johnny Manziel. Wants to come back to the NFL, has signed with a new agent, and the and, and apparently because of the agent he signed, there are teams who feel like, oh, okay, well maybe this is a turnaround here, and apparently he's getting some serious interest from some teams to play in the NFL. Now, people kept shoving this article in my face yesterday, saying, "See you wrong, see you wrong, see you wrong," and I maintain that no. What this does prove, it does not prove that Johnny Manziel can play, to me anyway, it proves 
how desperate some franchises are at quarterback, how lost you are at quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly a a, a, a one hell of a premium on quarterbacks right now in the NFL Huge. because we've said it time and time again, arguably the most important position in all of professional sports. Yeah. Um, and and the draft class is in great. Right. And, 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 and I don't think this, you know, doesn't this certainly doesn't prove you wrong in the sense of Manziel not being capable of playing in the NFL because, number one, it's not on a roster right now. Number two. He's not on a roster right now, so there can be rumors and speculations, and 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 hey, here's what here's what reporters are saying, right. and here's what agents are saying, and here's who he hired. Of but course, an agent's going to say there's no, real interest. None, none, none of that matters until he's on a roster, dude. And honestly, he's not even on a practice roster right now. That's I mean, there's point. obviously you know certainly different tiers to an NFL uh, franchise, and if 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 you were capable of playing the position, somebody somewhere along the line would have said, all right, third string. Or practice quarterback, or whatever the case might be, you'd have a job. The guy doesn't even have a job right now. I mean, even like for all the love he had in Texas, he couldn't end up in Jerry World with all the crazy things Jerry Jones will do. Listen to this. People forget this. Even if he comes back into the NFL, people forget he could face additional discipline charges under the league's personal conduct policy as a result of that alleged assault of the girlfriend. Manziel was released by the Browns last March, reached a deal with prosecutors that is uh, designed for a dismissal of the misdemeanor domestic assault charge, but he missed a deadline to update the court on his progress and the court-mandated drug treatment program. Of course he did. There was also photos, and they didn't really uh, cause that many waves because I don't think most people care about Johnny Manziel outside of like this market, Right. but he was apparently on a boat in Miami last weekend, and it I don't know for sure it was alcohol, but it definitely looks like mixed drinks are in his hands. This is after he had told people he was sober, like, at least 50 days, and then, it, you know, it was, a, it was a few days after he said, yeah, I kind of want to come back and play in the NFL. It's like, well, then, bro, this is not showing the NFL. No. Like, if it were me, okay, like, because... I don't care that he's on a boat. I don't even care that he's shirtless on a boat in Miami. Welcome to Miami. It's Florida. It's hot. You're getting a tan. I don't care about any of that, right? But if it were me... And fans, I will tell you, this is totally true of me because this has kind of happened in my life where alcohol kind of played a negative factor in my life. And I went, oh, okay, people are going to look at me differently. I have to change my behavior. If I don't change my behavior, they're going to assume I didn't learn anything. Got to change that. So my point is, is people go, well, you have no idea those drinks were mixed drinks. You're right. I don't. But what I do know is I've got now still photos of him holding a nine ounce Again, I'm a bartender, so I know what they look like. He's holding a nine-ounce cocktail, like plastic cup, and it's got like a mixed beverage look to it. And so my thing is, if I were Johnny Manziel, and I was going to be on a boat, and I was going to be in that situation, what I would have in my hand, you would know for sure. If I was going to drink juice, it would be out of the juice container. And I would rather have you saying, you know he poured vodka in the bottle, all that. You know he did. Because at the end of the day, we don't know he did. I would take all question of my drinking out of it. Yeah, because at this point, you really are trying to prove yourself to somebody. Right. I, you know, I, think I don't care if you drink. I, I think there's room for debate about like, well, you know, can you have a problem, go to rehab, fix your life up, and then have a, a healthy relationship with that substance people, again? People are going to argue on both sides of that. I don't know who's right about that. My guess is you'll probably end up back in like full addict throws, but I don't know.
And I would like to think you are capable of that, or people are capable of that. No one individual, you know, but uh, you know, as a whole, people could be capable of that. And I think I think I've seen that before, where people have gone through a phase of their life they have a problem with drugs or drinking or whatever. They were told they were an alcoholic. They weren't. They were just they, they were using it as a crutch. I mean, a girl, I agree. a girl I used to date. I can remember thinking, and you know, it was my early twenties, and I'm like, God damn, you are an alcoholic. Like there was no question in my mind about this chick. 10, 15 years later, she's now a a, a, a mom and a, a functioning member of society, and she can have a glass of wine, and the world doesn't fall in on her. But like those stories in, are more rare. In in, in, in in I remember in my in my time. You gotta remember, her, man. We're saying this like twenty minutes from where AA was created. Like people get really mad. In my time with her, she was a a a, a functioning alcoholic. She was going to work drunk. She was having all these issues, and now she's been able to wrap it up. But the thing is, is she's not trying to prove herself as an NFL quarterback. Right. She's not trying to. She's not trying to make it seem like, hey, I'm worthy of hiring, or right. hey, I'm worthy. Because you're of, not right. Because she. I mean, I mean, Johnny Manziel, dude, you have to take some accountability here. This you is, have to be in front of this problem. This is what I'm always saying about this kid. I think, and it's been my estimation since Texas A&M, that he knows he doesn't really have it. And so when he starts to get closer and closer and closer, tells people he wants it because, well, who wouldn't want to play in the NFL? Tells people he wants it, wants it, wants it. And then it gets closer, and then what happens? Oh, photos. Here he is holding drinks. And it's because he knows he can't really do it, and he doesn't ever want that exposed. He trips himself up before it becomes a reality. Knows he doesn't have to do it either. Right. And he's rich. Right. And if you have addicts in your family, you know what I'm saying is true. They do stuff like that. Oh, the self, the self defeating sabotage? behavior. Oh, all the, the yeah, time. Yeah, all the time with addicts, dude. I mean, that's a very, very common. Dude thing. lived it, lived it, watched this up close from a coworker. Watched it daily up close. I kind of know about what I'm talking about with this stuff. I will go as far as to say this: if you are an NFL GM and you roll the dice on Johnny Manziel, you should be fired. Unless it's a, in my opinion, unless it's a very low risk situation like a practice quarterback. But at that point, why are you putting the headache on yourself? You're bringing media attention right. that you don't need right. over a dude with the working out with the flag squad. Right, right. Why don't you just, yeah, exactly. You could, you could, you could just as easily go grab Matt Leinart out of retirement. You know, another athlete I jump up and down all the time for his ability is Tim Tebow. But I've always said about Tim Tebow that as a man. I can respect the hell out of him because I believe Tim Tebow's at least a, a little authentic as a human. And he, you know, like, there, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see this video the other day of Tim Tebow where he was like talking about, like, I don't want to be remembered as a baseball or football player and I want my life to be about more. And like, I started watching that and I was like, see, I, I get why people like you, dude. I get it. Like, I think you're a terrible athlete, but I get why people like you. Is that sincere or is that, dude, this is where my money is. This is where my my bread gets buttered. I think, honestly. All right, switching gears now fully onto Tebow. I'll say this. I think it's based in sincerity, but he's a human being in America and obviously understands that this is an avenue to not work. I think it's both. But I think that you can know that and still be good-hearted about it. Like, my dad definitely benefited from his faith in God, but still, it was a real faith. It's a uh, it's a delicate balancing act. We've talked about it time and time it again. Is. How do you do a charity event without talking about it, but right. when you talk about it, you feel like you're you're pimping it, and yeah. There's some... Dude, Tebow's definitely guilty of some of what you're saying. There's no doubt about it, but I think ultimately, you're what you're looking at with Tebow is a 70-30 situation. I think 70% of them's a really good dude, and the other 30% is, well, bro, you're a human being, and yeah, you're gonna capitalize. If 
you're an NFL GM and you roll the dice on Johnny Manziel, you should be fired. Um, curious about your opinion of another uh, Josh Gordon. Yeah, returning Cleveland Brown, and what you think about a GM there? Or, uh, rolling the dice there. Okay, I care less because of the position. So if I'm an NFL GM, it's a wide receiver. Wildly overvalued and, and, and all this stuff. As a matter of fact, dude, I love this. I told Fantone this stat on the way into work this morning. Steelers are going to pay Antonio Brown $18.5 million next year. The Patriots are paying their entire receiver core $17 million next year. Jeez. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you know what you're doing, you can live without that kind of stuff. But Gordon is a wide receiver. It's not the quarterback position. You're not intended to be the face of my franchise. You can, I can have a little Odell Beckhamish on on the perimeter. I can't. I don't want. I don't want a quarterback in all this drama and controversy. And fundamental difference to me, um, uh, Josh Gordon can play the position. Josh Gordon is one hundred without a doubt can play the position. position. Yeah. Well, at this point, I mean, he's been out of the NFL for so long. I don't know how he would come back. Fair, but but at least you have game tape of him doing it well. Yeah. I where mean, Johnny Manziel. I mean, even, I think it was the first year, didn't he miss like three games or whatever? Still went thirteen hundred yards or something crazy. Yeah. Like I, I think the talent with. Josh Gordon jumps off the TV like people. I saw this yesterday too because they refused to franchise tag Terrell Pryor, right. and they want to, you know. And I would assume that's because the the contracts are going like the talks are going well, right? If you weren't going to franchise tag him, but people, you know, I saw Ken Carmen make this argument. He's like, you know, I read every excuse in the book for Josh Gordon, but when it comes to Terrell Pryor because he wants to get paid, people are like, let him walk. And I am more inclined to let Terrell Pryor walk. Than I am to pay him a ton of money. I'll tell you why. I know he was the only bright spot, but you got to remember Coleman was hurt most of last year. That kid's going to end up being pretty good, I think. And the last time we were in Pay the Man, we were talking Josh Cribbs. And I was the guy then that was like, dude, don't pay this guy. What are you doing? What good is a return guy that gets you to the 40 if the offense can't get you to the 50? Josh Cribbs wasn't worth that money. And I'm, I'm, I suspect that Terrell Pryor overall won't be worth the money. Um, you know, you mentioned that we were talking about the Patriots wide receivers, the uh, Steelers, and, 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 and one of the things that I brought up this morning is if your best position or your best player is a wide receiver, yeah, this was a good point. you can't be a championship caliber team. Yeah. You can't. Like, for as good as Megatron was, as good as Calvin Johnson was, he wasn't right. able to take the lines up over what they needed to Agreed. be. So with Terrell Pryor, I mean, don't get me wrong, yes, do definitely the bright spot of the Browns last year, but, I mean, the bright spot of the Browns? Right. Come on. We're not on. sure. I, I'm just not Come sure on. who he is. I'm not saying just buy a bum. That's not what I'm doing. But I'm not sure I would pay him max money. You can tell the Super Bowl is coming up, dude. How much are we going to pay him? Who? How good is he? Which draft? Oh, man, the Cleveland Super Bowl coming up, baby. All right, like ballpark it. Johnny Manziel starts how many games next year? Zero. Zero, Zero games. Yeah, I don't think anybody's taking a risk on him. And if they do, they're not putting him in a starter position. Yeah, I think you could see a team like maybe like the Jets that are always just like throwing wild ass things at the wall, maybe taking a gamble on them. And maybe he starts a game due to injury, but I don't think anybody puts the ball in Manziel's hands and says, you're our starting quarterback. I I just don't buy it. I don't buy that. We do have skid row tickets. We'll give you those. And ladies, watch your feet. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Rock Station. 
Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just minutes away from passing out these Skid Row tickets. They're playing April 15th. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. We'll get you hooked up here shortly. You know what we haven't talked about at all yet this morning is that, dude, you and I were carpooling this morning on the way into work. And Fantone, luckily, not texting and driving, paying attention to the road in front of us, notices. He's like, what the hell is that? And... Like kind of hits the brakes on the freeway, and I at first I was like, "What?" And then I look up in front of me, and there was like a green Ford Mustang and a white Ford Explorer in a very strange game of driving, and it like they almost re- well like the Ford Explorer almost rear-ended the uh, the Mustang, and then they both swerved into the right lane, and then. Explorer then goes back into the like the middle lane, and then like the Mustang like cuts him off again, and we we're like, is this about to be like a road rage accident? I mean, there was definite like at least three points where I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be an accident! Oh my yeah. god, it's gonna be an accident! It seemed like a brake checking type situation gone like really bad. At first, I was like, well, maybe the white Ford Explorer, maybe that guy's drunk. And then right. I'm like, well, no, now the Mustang's it acting stupid, It looked like the Mustang too. guy, yeah. Now the Mustang's acting stupid, too. So I don't know if they were, like, messing I think around that, with each other. I think that was the culprit. Because we get off at our exit, and, and they're both, this is multiple exits down the freeway, and they're just kind of, like, side by side with one another, and they're not, like... Because you and I both said, we're like, if something really went wrong like that, we'd probably be more inclined just to press the gas pedal, get me away from this person, yeah. and let me get out of my day. The fact that they like side-by-side drove next to each weird. other for a while was strange. It was weird. So I'm There's sure, weird going on. I'm sure they're Rock 106.9 listeners, and I'm sure they're probably still out there on the road right now. Quit driving like idiots. Yeah, you almost killed us. You did. You almost killed well, us. You almost killed yourself. Luckily, I was, I was I was heavy on the brake. But it was one of those points. I didn't want to pass them because I'm like, dude, are they going to no. hit me? No, no, no. We ended up going really slow on the freeway because we're like, well, we've seen the behavior here. If we, we try to get around these people and they start swerving, like, this is all bad. Uh-uh, man. It yeah, it was like, tough. felt like an accident waiting to happen there. I uh, That's one of those things in life where it's like, man, I wish I could get a follow-up. Like, I wish I could know what the hell was really happening there. Right. So if you were drunk driving this morning, driving a green Mustang or We what? saw you. We saw you. Call us. We saw you. We got friends. <laughs> we'll get you off the road. Speaking of which, there is a member, there is a resident of Canal Fulton who I think should never drive another car ever again. Okay. And we'll get into that a little later in the program. Okay. So remind me on that. Getting local with there, it. Oh, yeah. Right. There, is a, uh, there is a story coming out of Toledo that I don't understand, okay. that I can't quite figure out how this happened. Now, I always say, when men are doing weird, strange things to women, I always say to women, ladies, I'm sorry. I like, I just, you, you guys, sometimes you have to go through things that a dude just doesn't. And like, I'm sorry. Like I, I, it's shouldn't happen. It's not like the price of being hot or any of that kind of stuff. Dude should be able to keep their arms and their, and their, their lips and all that stuff to themselves until you say it's okay. Yes. Yes. Right? <laughs> I think that's very looking know? at you, asking you out to dinner, holding the door for you. That's all within the bounds. But like, once you start touching women who didn't ask to be touched, now I got a problem with you, but I don't understand how this story happened. It's coming out of Toledo, and apparently this is all centered around mall employees. And a guy's in court, Joseph Jones of uh, uh, Toledo, uh, facing uh, menacing charges and sexual imposition charges. Now, here's essentially what he did. He apparently took the the shoes off of women and were licking and sucking on their toes. What? Okay. Now, it does not say where in the mall this happened, which store in the mall. And so, like, if you told me a guy, like, an Al Bundy shoe salesman. Okay, okay. And he's got a foot fetish, and next thing you know, he found himself in front of a beautiful pair of feet. Next thing you know, he just, you know, the toes were in the mouth. I'd be like, okay, I can see how that happens. But if this guy doesn't work in the shoe department, 
Like I said to Fantone you know, earlier this morning, you could walk up to me and kiss me on the mouth faster than you could remove my shoes. I'm, sta- I'm either standing on my feet right. or I'm sitting stationary and that's going to take a little while. And I'm not, no, look, I'm not blaming the victim for not removing her feet from his face fast enough. That's not what's happening. I'm just, how in the world do you get my shoes and my socks off? Now, again, these are women. Maybe there were no socks. Maybe we're talking heels here. Sandals. Sandals, that yeah. kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, open toe shoes, maybe even some stuff happening there. But. I mean, like I said, you could kiss me on the mouth faster than you could get my shoes off of me. Yeah, I don't. You're right. If it's if it was a shoe store, anything like that, then if he's, right. If he's putting shoes on women, I but, totally get how it but happened. But even that, I mean, that's pretty much not a thing anymore. When was the last time somebody put a shoe on you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's kind of a, a yeah, that's a, fair. I think that's a, a married with children, like L buddy, he's out there trying to get fat chicks that's, feet into shoes in America. What, what we'd call a used to be a job. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's still a thing so much. I mean, there's so. obviously people who work in the shoe department, but they're not sitting there with the shoehorn, you know, moving your feet into the shoe. How else could this have happened? I don't was get he it. Like, was he like a security guard or something and intimidated these women into it? Like, hey, you're going to be arrested if you don't do this? Because that maybe. I, all right. See, that's a great like uh, uh, scenarios and how it happened. But my guess would be in the couple of articles I read about this, so, if, yeah. it, if it was an abuse of power like that, they would have been they would have highlighted on that. They would have highlighted on shoe salesman assistant so i just don't understand how you got my how you would get these women's shoes off and toes in the mouth before one of them just naturally out of like don't touch me what the hell are you doing like kicked forward right. and kicked you in the face what the hell are you doing down there um all right, you're sitting in the mall, like food court as a woman. You've got your leg crossed underneath the table. Guy puts his bag down, pretends he's tying his shoe. Shoe sticks his head under there. Okay. Okay. Now, see, again, I have, to, I have to search for this kind of thing because I just would never suck on somebody's toes that didn't ask me. I, mean, I probably wouldn't do it even if you did ask me. That's uh, I'm this, not a feet person. The secrecy of, like... You'd almost have to hide it because, I mean, just there's no way you can just make that move. There's no way you can just go, you know, in on that. So I think under the table might be the most logical explanation. But why aren't they explaining this in the news story? Right. Fake, fake news. Fake news. Gosh. What is this? Okay. Now, Megan's writing in. Thank you very much, Megan. Megan says she read an article that. He was a foot massager, maybe in one of those kiosk type things where it's like they let you try out the chair and then, okay, see, Megan, thank you very much. Now, that makes all the sense in the world. If that were, if that's what it was, that does, I could see how maybe that, that gets to that. Everybody's got their fetish. I want to call it gross, but no, you know, I don't. I don't, I, I don't want to judge human beings. I mean, it was, it, 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 you know, if the woman told you, you know, she was all right with it, then you know, suck on people's toes. I don't really care. It's not my thing. Probably not going to do it. But I uh, okay, that makes more sense. See, I I always gotta like. Sometimes I'm like, how does stuff happen? Because like I would never put myself in these scenarios, so it's hard for me to like think about how like you know. And I'm proud of that, by the way, that I have to like search for like how somebody who sexually mistreats people how they go about doing it because it just doesn't come like firsthand to me. Like I just don't know how that would be the case. Megan, thank you very much for that information. Uh, happy to have you listening this morning. We do have Skid Row tickets. They're playing. 
Uh, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park, April 15th. We'll take caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And I have uh, alluded to it. There is somebody in Canal Fulton I think should never drive another car ever again. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Norm McDonald playing the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. We'll get you hooked up at 8.30 this morning. And also, coming up at 9 o'clock, a story about the Biden family that's just gross. It's weird. It's very strange. It's very strange. We'll get into that at 9 o'clock. So I read this yesterday, and I don't want to be too hard here because I'm talking about a teen. Okay. Okay. But a uh, Star County teen, Canal Fulton here, just had his license reinstated a month ago. After DUI arrest, and Jeez. then they ended up r- reducing that down to um, like uh, whatever they do when they when it's not like DUI, it's like failure to control and that kind of stuff. They okay. they'll give you. So they reduced it. Is now back in court, charged with a second DUI in less than a year. Now, when you say teen, do you have an age on it, or does it just say teen? It says a Stark County teen, but they're giving you his name. Jeez. So my guess is he's nineteen. Yeah, I was going to say older. over over eighteen. He's over eighteen. Um, I'm going to choose not to give you his name. Okay. Uh, he was arrested over the weekend. Officers were called to a fast food restaurant because he appeared highly intoxicated and confused while in the drive through lane. So they thought better of it and were like, dude, we should probably get authorities involved Jeez, here. Jeez, man. When you are that drunk that the, that, that you've got the McDonald's employee or Caring. whatever calling you, wow. Right. Wow, dude. You are obviously too intoxicated to be behind the wheel. He wow. failed a series of field sobriety tests he did. His blood alcohol level was at .230. Jesus. .08 is the legal limit. This kid, God. That's like triple spinning it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See here, he pled. Uh, he pleaded to the reduced charge of physical control back in July of 2016. His license was suspended up until January the 14th. Um, and any blood alcohol content is considered DUI for underage people. He's not 21 yet, of course. So that's why he's having this problem. I think this is part of the problem with being light on this when it's a teenager early on. I think um, you know there was a story. About the Duke basketball player, right? That that uh, Grayson Allen, right, yeah, yeah. is his name, and he's kind of a dirty player. And some of those talking heads were saying, "What you do with that is, as the team Duke, you overpunish because then what it does is it takes all the ammunition." from the media away from them and they can't attack a kid. Right. You want to look like you're being proactive about something. Right. Right. And so like they reduced this charge for this kid and now here he is back with a second DUI. And that's why I think when you get this stuff, you kinda have to punish it and punish it hard. I guess what you're gonna get into there and the argument of is, you know, obviously kids are going to make mistakes and you and I would both be liars to be like in our teenage years, we didn't make some terrible, terrible oh, God. mistakes. Plenty. And, uh, you know, when, when you make those mistakes, of course, there need to be consequences. You need to learn from those mistakes, but you don't want to necessarily ruin a teenager's life for what was a stupid mistake that we've all made. You know what yes. I mean? Like we can, we can all get on our high horses and act like nobody ever drove drunk when they were 17 years old. But oh yeah, my you God. did. You did yeah, it you a did. ton. Yeah, you did. So, so again, the younger you are, and, the, the less, uh, you know, uh, awareness you have of how, you know, fragile life is. And that doesn't make the consequences any less real when it comes no. to if you wrap your car 
car around a telephone pole or hit a you know a, a minivan full of a family of five or whatever whatever that case might be it doesn't make a difference because you're young but I guess there is a little bit of of that thought where it is you know I just think if you get if you get arrested for something like this at a young age and you kind of like fudge it and we fix it a little bit and like well, let's not make sure we ruin the kid's life there's a little bit there are going to be a large group of people who are going to walk away from that situation going i just totally got over on all of you and oh, you're not yeah. going to learn anything and obviously you know depending on who you're giving these breaks to it's going to feel like well what was this kid good at football or what was this kid you know somebody's son or what was it you know right or was this because he was a white heterosexual male or what was this because right. this, this this that or the other whatever the whatever the circumstances are you are you know if, if you're going to start cutting one kid a break kind of have to cut all the kids a break yeah it's one of those things you do kind of have to do that and you got to be careful there because what you don't want to give every kid a break here because honestly and i agree with you that sometimes this can be a mistake okay but and i know you had no way of knowing he was going to get the second when you're you know when he's in court for the first you don't know okay but he did now though and so now your decision making to reduce these charges on a previous because here's the thing okay I'm approaching this from a little sense of bias as a, as a guy who has had this conviction. Right. Nobody was offering me any breaks. You know what I mean? I was considered to do it. Now I'm, I'm, I'm a grown, grown man. man. Right. I'm a grown man. Okay. But I could make the argument there, though, that at least I'm able to, at least I was allowed to have the drinks. You know what I mean? And so I know now that yeah. I better not to drive, but so does a 19 year old kid. I mean, when it's free, if, if he's you're, su- you're supposed to know under the contract with the uh, of the law that you have with the state with the driver's license, you're supposed to know that you're supposed to certainly. And and at 18, 19, yeah, you've certainly got more room. But if we're if we were talking, his first offense was at 15, 16, 17, something like that. Once again, not trying to make an excuse for it, but there's a little more wiggle room in the in the fact that like you need a buffer zone for kids on certain things to make sure we don't turn. Kids into hardened criminals out of nowhere. I am with that. I I do. I hear that. I just think when you're talking about this issue, um, especially now when you know driving while impaired is, is all encompassing now, where right. it's not just Mad Dog and forties. It's now like painkillers and all this stuff, and right. everybody's kind of out there doing it. Right. I think you need to set more of an example with this. And I have always said that. Now I feel like I'm a lesson learned person anyway, but. The punishments that I faced, given this infraction, it hit me on multiple levels. Financially, it was a bitch and a half. As far as convenience went, it was a bitch and a half. It's, you know, you have to carry an SR-22, which makes your your car insurance twice as expensive for three years. Some shame, too, right? Some yes. walking around feeling like crap about yourself, at least hopefully. I mean, not trying to say, you know. But no, like, but what happens is, is initially you're like, I'm never drinking again because you feel like a complete idiot because you got caught and you got, you know, you got in trouble for something. And then what happens is, is, you know, the smoke kind of clears and you start to tell yourself, no, what I need to do, though, is maybe look at how I've been, what my association with alcohol has been not that you have to abandon it forever but you do if you get in trouble and the law comes into it i feel like it's responsible for every human at that point to go 
Okay, a little self-examination with my relationship with this substance is in order. Right. I mean, you'd like to think that everyone would do that. Not necessarily the case, but I guess that is the 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 an indicator of lesson learned where it's like, "Hey, I need to I need to reevaluate my relationship. Not 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 is alcohol on itself ever going to be a part of my life again, but how do I treat it? How do I act on it? How do I how do I bring that into who I am? How do I make sure it's never part of a negative part of my life ever right, again? Right. Like that's really what you got to do there. And you know, nobody's, you know, uh, I mean, people make mistakes. People slip. You know what I mean? I, I I understand it. But we now, I believe, can say that this kid has some sort of a drinking problem. Oh, yeah. if, if, if you can do this twice within a year and a half. And I mean, let's be real. At, at such a young age, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I could definitely drink more at age 19 than I could at 33. There's no question in my mind. But like, dude, you're, you're, you're spinning. I a, wonder. You're spinning a triple Dewey there. You are. You're, you're, pay, you're, you're so drunk that the McDonald's employee is saying something. This, yeah. yeah, this isn't like this isn't like, hey, man, had too many one too many beers at a party. Dude, you, this is a serious offense like you have to throw the book at this kid you have to i um there was a night where i thought this might happen to me and uh i I was still living in west park and i was at a burger joint that's pretty famous for their milkshakes too and they're open 24 hours there okay and there's one in west park and i wasn't driving but they didn't know this somebody else was in the car but they didn't know and i went into the counter and like sat there and ordered food and i was i mean i was in the bag Heavily, you know, and the guy had woken me up like four times Jeez. at the counter. Jeez. And he was like, dude, I'm telling you one more time. If you fall asleep at this counter, I'm calling the cops. Jeez. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, this is so bad that somebody who should not have to care about this no. at all now is kind of forced to care because of my decision making and what I'm doing in here. Like, bro, sit up. Clean your act up together. Maybe woof down one of these cheeseburgers real fast. Now, luckily, but he didn't call the cops or anything, but I was like, man, he had. So and then I, I grabbed my food and I walk out to the parking lot. Now, maybe he watched me through the window, get into a car with somebody else driving right. and chose not to. I don't know. That feels like a lot of responsibility for, you right. know, part of for, for somebody working the overnight at a restaurant. Right. right. It feels like maybe that, you know, that, that, that's a lot of caring. But there is something with this now where I think like this particular issue. Now, I was told by the judge that if I would happen to get a second within six years, that it's 10 days in jail minimum that's like now like law they have to do that i mean and it kind of feels appropriate almost it feels 10 days like what is 10 days that's a week and a half um i know we're up against it but do you feel like that mcdonald's employee had an obligation to call at that point do you feel like they should have called do you feel i mean like i i i feel like they did the right thing I feel like they did the right thing, but I you got to be careful because not every drive through attendant is going to have um the best judgment and um, you got to make sure that this doesn't just turn into vendetta. You screwed right. up my order. Right. And right. then next thing you know, dudes are getting DUIs. You maybe shouldn't. Like you got to, you know, but then the cops are going to road test you. And if you're not drunk, then you're not drunk. Um, but you got to be careful. But if it was this egregious, I mean, if you're falling asleep in the car behind the wheel of the car, that's a no brainer. At that point, yes, I'm totally okay with that person intervening at that point because we're talking about people staying alive and people dying over somebody driving who shouldn't be. So yeah, ultimately in this scenario, I am totally okay with the uh, with this fast food pl- uh, person calling the cops. All right. So I think I know who the next president's going to be. Really? I think it's a no brainer. I think it's uh. Yeah, and I think it's landslide type victory stuff. I'll explain next on Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 1069. We'll send you to see Norm McDonald about 8:30 this morning. 
I posted something not long ago at WRQK.com, and I would have, for the life of me, thought it was Photoshop and totally faked. Okay. But my friend Brandy reached out and told me, no, she's like, dude, my son Gage totally did this too. And if you head over to WRQK.com in the Stansbury Show section, you can see photos of an ultrasound, and the baby's like holding up the metal horns. He's giving up the rock horns. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this has got to be Photoshop. So I posted it. Like I said, my friend Brandy's like, no, my son Gage did that in his ultrasound photo, too. She's like, it's blown up. My, uh, she's like, you know, my man and I got it blown up real big. It's framed, and we have it hung in the house. It's like, oh, I guess maybe this can happen. Yeah, I mean, ultrasound's certainly uh, a lot better than they used to be. No question about that. More detail, more things Clarity like that. Clarity and the like. Um, it's and just, his hand looks a little big for it. Is all. Yeah, but if his hand's up forward, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, you I know, guess. Yeah. I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's ultrasounds of uh, kids giving the finger. You know what I mean? Oh I'm yeah, sure, gotta you know, be, so. gotta be. Also up there is uh, the trailer for the new Alien Covenant, which is a prequel. Looks pretty good. Yeah, looks pretty good. Yeah, for as much as people want to hate on, oh dude, quit remaking stuff, quit redoing stuff, quit making prequels. That looks all right. Looks pretty good, dude. That looks all right. Ridley Scott knows what he's doing. So I think I know who the next president's going to be. Now, before I get into this, I, I always like to, you know, victory lap it when I tell you how right I am, right? And I do this a lot with sports, especially with the combine coming in that. And, the, you know, I was right, man. Zell sucks. Right. Got it. Everybody knows that. But for the record, <laughs> I had predicted a landslide victory for Hillary Clinton because that's what the math had said. So it turns out I don't know anything about this stuff. Okay. So that, so let's just, you know, I'll throw myself out there and, and, and admit that. But I think I know who the next president's going to be, and I think it would be a landslide victory, and I think she wins I, I think she wins running away. Apparently, Oprah Winfrey, people are now saying, will express some interest in a political run on a real level, and I buy it. I totally buy it. And the reason why I buy it is this. There's a reason why the movers and the shakers of the world don't just Work, 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 and then go away and live off their money. It's because it doesn't interest them. Oh, yeah, dude. Oprah has so much money, dude. She can never do another thing for the rest of her life. Wouldn't matter. Spend a million dollars a day and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, I mean, she, for a while, was the richest woman on the planet, right? I believe she was not only, I think for a while, she was the richest African-American and then also the richest woman. Three b- 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 billion dollars, Oprah is worth bro. three billion. To put billion. it in, to put it in perspective, last time I looked up like the Friends actors on Celebrity Net Worth, Matthew Perry was worth like three hundred million. Dude, three billion dollars. Right. Think about that for hosting a TV show. That's power. And important to point out, her show started out tawdry, trashy television like all those other shows. It was envelopes and babies, mamas, and fighting and all that stuff. And she did what she kind of had to do, built an audience, and then started to do what she wanted to do. Smart. Smart. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta do the thing you don't really want to do. And I do. You accumulate three billion dollars. I gotta respect some sort of your hustle there. Oprah obviously knows yeah. what she's doing. You're on your game. She has her own network, bro. Has her own magazine. Yeah, she's on it. And she. I mean, she said about that network. And when 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 people were talking about Hillary Clinton being president, people were talking. Well, Trump's gonna own his own network. Owning your own network. She's come out and said it. She's like, dude, this is such a challenge. This is such a hard thing to do. Where where she thought she was just gonna be able to go out there and be like, yo, I'm Oprah. And she's like, no, this has been like the greatest challenge of my career is trying to make this happen. Not an easy thing to do. Yeah, I bet. I bet.
I know. Uh, didn't Mark Cuban? I mean, he has that whole thing with that news network. I think it's been across to bear. I think. I think. I mean, she wins, right? I mean, who's yeah. more popular than that lady? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, do grown men watch her shows? Um, since you know President Trump won the election. I'll tell you another one I think could do it, honestly, and it's another female talk, uh, daytime talk show host. I think Ellen could eventually be president, too. The first lesbian female? I could see yeah. Ellen being president, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Likeability yeah. factor through the roof. I hate the dancing, but you can't deny the personality. She's got it in spades. And I mean, like, it's kind of frustrating to me. And now here's the thing is Oprah is a progressive, not even a liberal. Like, Oprah is a progressive woman. And as as somebody Agreed. on that side of the aisle, I should be like, oh, yeah, Oprah. She'll yeah, win. why wouldn't you love this? Um, Because it's not about just winning, in my opinion. I mean, yes, at the end of the day, you as, you as, you as a party want to Can't govern to win, without the lead. But at the same time, I mean... Oprah has no experience being in government. Uh, she has experience in philanthropy, and that's fine, dude. You can be a great person, and you can do great things for a community, and great things for Africa, and great things for the world, but that doesn't make you capable of this job, okay, dude. Okay, yes. And, and, that, and that's frustrating to me. That's frustrating that we've come to a place, and, and what I was going to say is since day one, since President Trump won this election, I have said, well, anybody can be president. Anybody. And on its on its face, that sounds like, oh, what an American ideal. Any it does. Should be, that should be the most so American great. ideal. Goddamn, dude, John Cena is going to be able to be president. And I know I've said that a million times as a joke before, but I'm actually concerned about that. Oh, The Rock's got a real shot. That somebody with no reason to be doing this, somebody with no experience, no clout, no no vision, is going to be able to do this just because it's a popularity contest. I think you you know that you and I agree there more than we're going to disagree. But I'm going to play devil's advocate and say... At least with Oprah, though, bro, like she's put millions of her own dollars into backing the right kind, or at least what she feels are the right kind of candidates. She surrounds herself with the right people, and I would say Oprah's history lends itself to me buying her really being mentally, emotionally invested and knowing, getting up, and she's obviously smart, can take in information, retain it, and know what to do. And you could say all those same things, and all those same things were said about President Trump as he was running up into the office right now. So I I, I know what you mean with that. I agree that there's something to it. Couldn't I make the argument her intentions are probably more pure? Obviously, the rest of the country didn't agree with That's that. That's true. I mean, you can, That's you, true. You, can, you can say that. You can think that. but And I maybe mean, I'm wrong about it. it. Just, I could be totally wrong about it. It just, you know for, as much know. As, for as much as right now we're saying, oh, celebrity, shut up. Nobody cares what you think about politics. I'd much rather have celebrities running their mouths than running the country. I mean, dude, dude, Sarah Silverman, go up there and spew whatever you want to. Chuck Norris, go on Fox News and say whatever the hell you want to say, but don't run the goddamn country. Now, see, uh, now I made arguments for Donald Trump being president while he was running. You know, businessman knows the, the you know the art of the deal, that whole thing, can kind of you know get things done. He's a mover, he's a shaker. Oprah's very much in the same vein there, and yet I think. Like, what's the first thing? Like, if I say to you, Oprah Winfrey, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, I mean, as a broadcaster, it's probably a broadcasting sh- it's, genius, it's, it's right? It's a show, yeah. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's 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 that show. It's it's you're winning a car, you're winning a car, you're getting a car, you're getting a car. It's when she had that 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 dude on talking about the difference between enters and black people. It's it's those moments where I think of her as like, all right, what a great interviewer, what a great broadcaster. Well, she was able to touch Tom Cruise people. on the couch, exactly. Tom Cruise on the couch. She was yeah. able to touch people in, in that fashion, and she was prolific at it. But that doesn't mean she's capable of being in the most powerful office. In in the world. Are, yes. I, I, I don't, I will not make the claim that it does. But I would say 
that a highly successful person, good intentioned, smart, could handle the job of the president, though. I mean, it is an, couldn't I make the argument that you could spend your entire life around politics, but at the end of the day, being president is one of those things you can't know until you actually have done it, so there really is no training ground for it. That you can be a little bit more prepared, you could have a little bit more knowledge on, you know, like uh, foreign policy and this kind of stuff before you get the job, but ultimately you don't really know? I, I think ultimately you don't really know, but I think you can be a lot more prepared. I think you can be a lot more prepared. The thing with Ronald Reagan is he didn't go from being an actor to go to being president. There were steps along the way. The guy was a public servant before he was before he was president. I, I see that. If you want to take your celebrity, if you want to Al Franken it and you want to take your celebrity or Jesse Ventura it. Senator, and, governor. And, and, you, and you walk up the ladder and you learn how the process works and you're a part of the government before you think you can run the damn thing, dude. I mean, she would easily win state representative into a governor into, I mean, into she could win a, New York into you know all those things I mean it should I would imagine in Illinois she could win the governor's job pretty easily right I would think I don't know if she's what wants it or is interested in it but I know she is put I mean dude she donated a ton of money to Barack Obama right and I mean that's and that's right. kind of what her job is like that, that's I mean, if that's if you feel if you feel strongly on it and you got the money give it to million, dollars yeah dude, right what yeah, do I do care it. you know what I mean but I at least with her I feel like She's a, I mean, you could say a lot of things about Oprah, but she's a sharp lady. At this point, at this point, it is, it is, it is an oligarchy in the sense of, dude, we're talking about billionaires buying their way into the presidency with their popularity, with their money, with their ability to, to pump funds into their campaign. And, and, and we're talking about a, a, a popularity contest. We're talking about who's your favorite celebrity. Text in right now. Text in right now. American Idol coming up next. I'm being asked, God. I'm being asked if I realize that she goes to, uh, to that crazy church that a Obama went to in Chicago. Well, yeah, but he won. <laughs> he won, and he had the name Barack Obama, and nobody knew who he was when he started running. And he won going to that church. This is Oprah Winfrey, the most popular person. Honestly, her celebrity rivals LeBron James globally, right? Yeah. <laughs> globally rival rivals LeBron James? The thing I'm going to say about that and the reason no is because she hasn't really been on TV in the past 10 years. I think she's probably lost a little bit of her luster. I don't, I don't know if she's the most I popular. Wonder. But okay. the, but in the I big, wonder. But she's got $3 billion, so she's one of the most recognizable faces on the planet, no question. Right. One of them. She's a one-namer. One, one of them. I mean, there's no doubt she's in the top 100 most famous people. You don't have to know what her last name $3 is. $3 billion effing dollars, dude. I, I, I have serious problem with that. With When you have no qualifications other than, hey, I'm a good person, and, and $3 billion, I don't think that's enough to be president. I, I would don't. agree. Like I said, we agree more than we disagree on this. I just think that if you're at, if the question is, she's on the ballot 2020, does she win? My gut says right now she wins running away with it. Running away. Dude, she turned. Against President Trump? Yeah. I, dude, I really do. Surprise. I, I really do. I think, dude, you, people don't understand the power that that woman has. She turned a nation, a nation full of people into afternoon zombies. Who just are, were, the dedication to that show was like no other broadcasting product. I mean, she, like people, like terms like this get thrown around way too often. Trailblazer. Like that term gets thrown around way too often. Oprah Winfrey is a true to the heart trailblazer. 
This is, make no mistake, even in 2017, broadcasting is an old boys club. And she is the most powerful person inside of it and doesn't even broadcast anymore. And she's an African-American woman. Dude, the power of her, honestly, should almost be feared rather than respected. That's how much power that lady has. She's something else. And that's why I feel like she could get it done. I do. Trump versus Oprah in a presidential election. My head's ready to explode, bro. How America is that? That's America, man. Right. Dude, you, you buy McDonald's. What am I, what exactly. Right. You put a corn dog in each one of their hands, and that's like, <laughs> that might as well be on the back of the dollar bill. Speaking of McDonald's, actually, we're getting into them next. Perfect. We are getting into them next. And Norm McDonald tickets will go along with that next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Just minutes away from getting you hooked up with Norm McDonald tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park, on April the 14th. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Before the break, we were talking about the uh, the possibility that uh, Oprah Winfrey may run for president. And I was asked during the break multiple times by uh, a few different listeners who I think would win between Mo- uh, Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey. And I said, look, if they team up, which I think is a possibility, it's over. They win running away. And But I think overall, I think, and I don't think Oprah and Michelle would ever let it get to a us or me versus you situation. I think that there's a real love and respect and partnership. And Oprah obviously feels like a connection to the first African-American you know, president ever. And so like there's, I feel like there's a mutual respect there. And I don't think those two people would let it get to that point. But I think Oprah wins. I think there are people who even like, I think there are people who hate Obama, but still love Oprah Winfrey. And like, will look past the fact that she's like a full on Obama supporter and that whole thing and would vote for her over their love and affinity for her. If you weren't listening to that, you, much like me, maybe would just automatically think Fantone would like, you know, trip over his own D to get an, you know, Oprah presidency, and you don't like the idea at all. No, dude, because honestly, and this I mean, dude, is, you shocked people with that. I bet this is this is happening across the board right now, where 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 the parties are just more concerned about winning than they are standing up for the beliefs and the and the principles of those parties. I mean, liberal views, Hard to argue that. liberal views have become twisted and perverted, and 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 conservative views have become forgotten and ignored and I mean like at this point you've got you've got you've got Republicans you've got people conservatives fiscal conservatives cheering the idea of Trump spending all this ungodly amount of money what happened to fiscal conservatism nothing because we well, were more concerned about the win yes, that's all you're worried about you are ultimately right about that but I think what some of those people would say in response to you is that what he is deciding to spend the money on they're actually okay with and that's why it's different uh, no, dude, I'm I not mean, saying they're right. We're, talk, we're talking about trade tariffs. We're talking about we're talking about spending a trillion dollars. I'm with you. The, the, those are those are those are opposite of what conservatism has always consistently meant. And going back and watching that state of the not state of the union, the address to the to the joint Congress. I mean, at that point, I swear to you, I didn't. It's like, well, is this a Democratic president? I'm cheering because you're talking about clean air, you're talking about clean water, you're talking about spending money on infrastructure. All these Democratic ideas. It's these. You all they care about is winning. All they care about is winning. And and it, 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 if if Oprah is what it takes, then I don't know if it's worth it. Everything's become the NBA. Regular season doesn't matter. Win the title. Everything's become the NBA. You are right about that. You you are hitting this on the head. There is absolute truth in that. And 
I don't know if that's beneficial or not. It's probably no. it's probably to the detriment. No, no, it does not feel beneficial to me. It I, doesn't. I if, if, if I am inclined to believe that that's probably a detriment to us all. Is I would agree with you there. But I, I do take your point, and I think you're right about it. I think everything's kind of turning into the NBA where the regular season doesn't matter. Just win the NBA Finals, and then you're the greatest. And I think that there's something to that. I, uh, but I was surprised that you were as anti-Oprah Winfrey president as, as you were. I want competent people running our government, not popular people. I want people that are able to do the jobs, not people that are able to, to hold an audience. You know... What are we, 12 years in on American Idol? Like, I mean, really? I mean, what are we, 12, 13, 14 years on American Idol? Whatever the hell it is. I mean, how long did you think we were going to have competition shows like that before we started doing this with, like, like the stuff we care about? We don't care about, like, who the next Mariah Carey is, but we do care about Sooner or later, we're going to, it's going to be the American Idol president, right? It's a, it's a scary thought, man. Like, running man? Like, that's what it's going to be. That's a scary thought. I mean, right? Like, you know, like I, you know, you'd like to think that, like, no, with something this serious, with something this important, we're bigger than that. We're smarter than that. Nope. Just, dude, just sell me a cheeseburger and and let me text in my vote. God All right. Damn it, dude. You know what? God. I think I know the person, uh, uh, the company that'll do that, and that would be McDonald's. Listen to this. They're looking to beef up some sales. Now okay. they they had a wild year and made a ton of money because of the all day breakfast thing. Right. But like all things. It's going to fizzle, yeah, and they're starting to see it. Lose right? some luster, of course. You're going to lose some luster the longer something's on the market. So th- they're starting to kind of go through that, right? You know, and that's why they're constantly trying to reinvent themselves and do new things. I mean, you have to. And they're looking to go a little bit more high tech here. That's why you're going to start to see the you know place your own order digital you know uh, you know units. Okay. At the countertop, you're going to start to see some of that. Some of that is, yes, they don't want to pay people. Some of it's also just, you don't want to talk to somebody. And it's convenient. It is. There's no question about right. it. I think they still need to have a person there just because, number one, you got old people. Number two, you got dumb people who aren't going to be able to figure it out. Right. But, you know. It, it will reduce some costs for them, right? But now, they're we're going to release an app that will allow people to place orders for curbside pickup at McDonald's. And I don't know if that's going to be all that beneficial because, like, my beef with McDonald's isn't how long I wait. Right. It's it's what you're getting in that bag. The only time, the only other time you really worry is when they say to you, "Hey, we just dropped new chicken nuggets. Pull forward." Right. And, and you know, okay, I'm here eight minutes. Right. And I mean, really, if you're waiting eight minutes for your meal, I mean, I know it's America, and I know that's way too long. Yeah, but, but even like a fast like sit down restaurant like Olive Garden is still going to be longer than that. Of course, of course. If you're making your own food at home, and now fast food is convenient food. That's part of the appeal. But yeah, but part of me likes it when they're like, "Hey, this isn't ready yet. Pull forward." We're making it because it's like, uh, well, you're making that now for me. I kind of like the, hey, you no, have to wait fresh, here. Right? It's a little fresher. They also claim they're going to be getting into the de- delivery service. And I guess Burger King does this other places. I thought McDonald's delivered in New York, but it, it, it's not mentioning that here. But they're going to start getting into the, the delivery service. Now, I harp on this a lot and probably too much, but I need this because I live, I love downtown Canton. I talk about, dude, I, I, I can't sing enough praises about it. But the one thing it does not have, the one thing, I cannot get reliable food delivery service to me at all. Which makes no sense to me. I can, so here's who can, who's here I can order and will come to my door right now. I got a pizza oven close to me that will come to me. I got Hungry Howie's up on Tusk that will come to me, and yet that Jimmy John's won't. And then, um, right. And then I have Napoli's who will come to me. 
That's it. Which is crazy, dude. I mean, you get up to Tuscan Whipple there, and I mean, you would think that's essentially where that okay, Jimmy John's yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, we're talking about. Yep. And uh, you'd think, all right, a five mile radius from here is where we're delivering, and you're well within that five mile radius. I don't understand why they don't come into downtown Canton. Makes zero sense. Well, I've heard, I mean, people have flat out told me on the phone, well, you know, we're just a little afraid of it. I guess. I guess. Okay. I guess. Even even though Canton Police Department will tell you that it's a safer area than neighborhoods, but okay, I guess. Right, I would definitely say that. I guess. I, um, and at first I was like, well, McDonald's doesn't have to do this because Uber Eats is going to take over here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I used Uber Eats last time I was at the Agora. I ordered food and they brought it and it, it did it work perfectly. But the problem is, dude, Uber is in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah. They're, uh, I mean, it's like five big, huge problems they've had in a week. Actually, one of them, the videos up at WRQK.com, where the CEO of Uber is like screaming at one of his drivers. I don't think McDonald's is going to want to be involved with a third party. I think they've got the mindset, well, pizza's been doing it. Well, sandwiches have been doing it. I'm not letting Uber be that third party and getting involved into this transaction. We'll we'll deliver the food. I think that's probably where you're seeing it from. Is you see stuff like Uber preemptively, right? And they're like, no, 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 get off our we'll, block, bro. We'll take that money, especially we'll take that because money. Uber Eats needs a lot of restaurants. McDonald's right. wants you ordering McDonald's. But I guess the thing with McDonald's is, and if I feel like it's different than a pizza or B sandwiches or C Chinese food. Those things all travel pretty well. The pizza in the pizza box stays hot. The Chinese food's got the lid on it, yeah, and, it's, and it's all bags, bagged right? in it. I just don't know if McDonald's fries are going to be able to make that trip because let's let's be real. Didn't think of that. I'm sure you've taken McDonald's home before and been like, "Damn, I wish I would have ate that. I wish I would have ate that." Either a in the car. Well, other people have taken McDonald's home and got yeah. it home. Before. I mean, the fries are the on the way home food, right? But uh, I talk about that with Taco Bell all the time. Dude, they don't have any like on the way home friendly so, food. So if I'm a McDonald's driver and I have to do three orders and I'm taking it. You know, I'm 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 going I'm going out three different places. By the time I get to that third place, those McDonald's fries are going to suck. They are. Even if you've got them in that, there heat, will be challenges. Yeah, here. even if you've got them in that heat bag, it's just not going to be as good. Where pizza, Chinese food, sandwiches, those all travel. Listen to this. The company said they they are uniquely positioned to become the global leader in delivery, boasting that in their yeah. top five markets. Listen to this. Nearly seventy five percent of the population in those top five markets lives within three miles of a, a McDonald's. Wow. Wow. I mean, I totally do. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the McDonald's downtown, which can be a sketchy place to Ugh. be. I mean, it's totally... Ice cream machine broken! Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro. Like, every time I go in there, there's a grown man dressed like a bear. There's, like, you know, there's some, somebody's in a weird animal costume. You can tell those people have been sipping on the same cup of coffee for nine hours. And I'm not making fun of anybody. It is literally the McDonald's downtown here in Canton is kind of where you will see disenfranchised people go to stay warm all day. And so, like, there are times in my apartment, McDonald's, you gotta think about this, dude. I'm not trying to be mean, but there are times where I'm in my apartment and it's walking distance, and I'm like, yeah, but dude, I don't wanna walk in there. I, I don't wanna walk in there because of uh, some of the situations that I've seen. And, you know, it's not that it's like, yeah, pay, make them go away. But it's like, it is a thought process where it's like, okay, do I really want to deal with being asked for money? Or, dude, the last time I was in that McDonald's, I ordered some food and, like, the bag came on the counter and the guy legitimately said to me, bro, let me get a bite of that cheeseburger. <laughs> I feel like this goes without saying. He got no bite of no. said cheeseburger. <laughs> no. 
He got no bite of that. Let's hook you up with Norm McDonald tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino April 14th. We'll take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on that. And, a, uh, well, the Florida Files happens next. Hang on. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Just a reminder, if you're carrying around some credit card debt, that is foolish. Let me point you over to CSE Federal Credit Union, my personal credit union there. 100% local, not going to change anytime soon. They're looking to help you out. You got some credit card debt. Let's move it over to a CSE Visa card. The bonus there is your APR will be lower. Interest rate. So more of the money you're paying goes to the principal, and you get your uh, debt paid down that much faster. Save yourself some money, improve your credit, overall financial life getting better. Not the worst thing in the world there. Check out more info at CSCFCU.com. Yeah, paying interest is dumb. 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 It's tough. You can go broke doing it. Got a couple of stories out of Florida here. Uh, as a man in uh, Florida admits that he smoked crack back on February the 11th. Okay. And here's what happened. Okay. He was in a car fire. His face was severely burned, what looks like third degree here. So Zachary Allen Schultz said he smoked crack after being burned by the car because it was helping him with the pain. The Jacksonville Fire Rescue responded February 10th to the car near uh, uh, his home. And uh, the car was listed stolen and it had been involved in an aggravated assault against a police officer. Dear God. Authorities then say they saw a man waving at them who then fled the scene. The area was searched and surveillance video from nearby uh, like food store there, like grocery store, captured the same man and he was missing a shoe. Uh, officers said they found the other shoe uh, at the car fire scene. So you see what happened here. He stole a car, was trying to flee with it. Gets into a huge accident, essentially assaulted a cop with it. Car lights on fire. Dude gets burned inside of it, decides he's going to smoke the rest of his crack because his face hurts. Well, I mean... Hard to argue that. Well, and it's hard to argue the very real and scientific benefits of medicinal crack. I mean, dude, I've been trying to trying to preach that forever, you know? people Medicinal know, crack? Yeah, medicinal crack. It's a very real thing. I feel like people are, 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 are hesitant <laughs> on, you know, uh, medicinal marijuana. I feel like medicinal crack cocaine eh, might not be... Uh, we, not, we might not be able to get people uh, on board. Same city, Jacksonville there. Now another man under arrest and uh, is in jail because... Uh, the 56-year-old dude decided he was going to go to his neighbor's house, steal her underwear out of the garage. I don't know what her underwear were doing in the garage, but that's where they were. So uh, the victim told officers she decided to confront him when she saw him inside her garage. She opens the door. He's still in there. He goes, hey, man, got any lemons? She says no. And then, you know, he leaves, and she notices some stuff was gone. So... Then uh, he later comes to her house to apologize, but she felt like he might have had a gun when he did it. Yeah, dude, if you are stealing underwear from a woman, don't come back and apologize. That's not going to be received well. No, don't. Do, well, first of all, don't steal underwear no, from women. No, no. And you, good point and valid point. And guys, if you're out there, stop doing it. But what is going on in this world where you've got underwear in your garage? What is happening? What, there? How? Like, I'm trying to come up with a scenario, just like the toe sucking, where we're like, all right, well, could it be this or could it be that? Man, if you weren't listening, that just sounds really weird. Like, why were you guys talking about toe sucking? All right, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Maybe it's a clothesline type situation in the garage. Washer and dryer in the garage. Maybe. Wow. How Jacksonville is that? Yeah. Washer and dryer in the garage there. That's So, all right. I don't understand. Okay. I have a women's underwear I don't want to call it a fetish, but let's call it, you know what I like? I like, I like this word better. 
I have an appreciation. Okay. 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 I don't like when women try to be sexy and you're like, yeah, I'm not wearing underwear. That's gross. Okay. I don't I don't like the non I don't like gone commando doesn't sound hot for a woman. Especially on a consistent basis. If you're doing it for like a one time, hey, easy it's access. Good way to wear ruin a pair of jeans, right? Well, I'm saying a skirt or something like that. Hey, easy access yeah, for this right. one night. Hey, babe, you'll know all night I'm not wearing any panties. I can see how that's hot. I've always said I don't want a woman to take her panties off, just like let's just slide them over to the side a little bit. Let's just let's just just move. Move them temporarily. But as a youngster, teenager, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine who was a little strange. I will admit he was weird. Okay. And you play with who you live near. You know what I mean? Yeah. These aren't necessarily decisions you're making. Right. It's Geography the, is, yeah, is what it is. You right. live down the street, you got a bike, and you're allowed to stay out till 730. Let's be friends. Right. And he had stolen a pair of underwear, like multiple pairs of underwear. I believe it was his, if I remember the story, maybe it was even his sister. And I mean, I, you know, obviously this is young Stansberry, so I have to assume this is like 80s style full panty underwear. It's not like, it's not like, yes, it's not like this was like in the land. They were the polka dotted as a matter of fact. It's not the times of Victoria's Secret like, thongs. Dude, right. this is what year it was. The crossbar on my handlebars had its own pad on it. <laughs> <laughs> had its own pad on it. That'll save you from brain trauma. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> 80s kids. You'll be fine. Yeah. Crossbar Jeez. on the handlebars, it's padded. <laughs> that, that, that quarter of inch of foam is going to save you from a concussion in the 90s. 1980, sure. Right now, every dude listening is going, yeah, 86. I remember that. Yeah, 86. But it, like, he handed me this pair of underwear, and I remember thinking to myself, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, what the hell was I supposed to do with this pair of underwear? But you're young, and you don't want to seem like you don't know, right. or that you're not cool, right. or that you're not in the know. So next thing I know, I lived a couple of streets away. I had to shove them in my pocket, <laughs> and I, I pedaled my fat ass home on my bike, and I got home, and I was like hiding a pair of like women's <laughs> underwear like in between things in my closet, because I was like, I don't know what to do with these. But I can't just be like, oh yeah, take them out of the pocket, throw them out in front of my mom. She's going to be like, you're 11, where'd you get <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that story has honestly haunted me forever. God, now I just want to ride that bike. That's all I want to do. I just want to ride that bike. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. That game's on Saturday. We're going to get you hooked up with those. And this story that's coming out, honestly, about the Joe Biden family, like legitimately, I had to read it five times at five different sources yesterday to make sure I wasn't being punked or that I wasn't reading fake news because I couldn't believe what I was reading. It's like ultra hillbilly. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. 9. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Uh, Still to come. <laughs> As I tried to get that sentence out of there a little too fast. Still to come is a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. For uh, this Saturday's game. First 2,000 people through the door get a uh, Charge t-shirt presented by Terminix. The Charge themselves will be in camo-themed uniforms for military appreciation night. That's presented by uh, Constellation. In-game silent auction for jerseys, player autographs, and the like. Medal of Honor recipient Leroy Petri will be in the house. Also going to be on the program tomorrow, hopefully, where uh, we put feelers out. And uh, we're hoping to hear back from his people. Kind of want to uh, talk to him. That's an impressive award. Yeah, yeah. And the, like the, the circumstances around the story of how he earned that award, it really is something. It really is. Okay. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear that. So 
Uh, we're waiting to hear back. Hopefully, we can get him on the air. I've also uh, sent out an invitation to Buzzbin Mike tomorrow for nine o'clock, given the fact that it's uh, First Friday. Oh yeah! And uh, you know, I, I've I, I've kind of told him, dude, on First Friday and nine o'clock, just dude, if, if you're free, just come in and kind of give us a rundown of everything First Friday happening. And uh, he he says he has some scheduling conflicts. Maybe he's going to try to move some things around. So hopefully, we'll have Mike tomorrow as well. Exciting news uh, via Buzzbin Mike and another organization I'm tied to, the Ohio Championship Wrestling. Oh, no. uh, there are murmurings. There are rumors. Oh, there are there are speculation going on that this summer there's going to be some professional wrestling action downtown Canton, Ohio. Seriously, yeah. Market Square there, maybe. Yeah. Ring put up. There. Hey, you know, I'm not going to confirm or deny anything, but there's 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 talks happening. Ooh, man. Another gathering downtown I can avoid. I like it. <laughs> hey, look, market shut down again for something I don't care about. Awesome. Yeah, it'll essentially be the uh, light up downtown of the summer for you, Stansberry. <laughs> I'm kidding. That is cool. That will get people Hell down yeah. there to get people drinking and Dora and that whole thing. It's a good move. I like it. I like everything about it. All right. I don't like everything about this. Okay. And I want to <sighs> try to not be judgmental here, okay? We always say... Of age adults, get together, bang, do whatever you want, right? right? As long as you're consenting and you want to be with one another and you're both of age, I really can't knock too much. But this does ring weird to me. Former Vice President Joe Biden, who uh, proudly I had interviewed uh, uh, on uh, Election Day, the first time th- that they had won. And uh, actually, I was a Joe Biden fan and wanted him to be the president while Obama was running. And uh, I kind of wanted Biden to win back then. I've always kind of liked Joe. He's not the greatest, but the, but he's a likable guy. Very charismatic in a real right. way. In a real way. Has it. Right, yeah. You, you feel like, and there's always that, well, I feel like a guy I want to drink a beer with, he's very much a dude you want to drink a beer with. And yet I felt like new stuff. like Because right. I would always see him on Bill Maher's show, and I was like, oh, okay, dude, there's something with you. Like, there's something likable about you. I've always kind of been a Joe Biden, a little bit of a Joe Biden fan. Now, he's definitely had his, yes, over the eight years, there were definitely things where it's like, what? But whatever. But I've always kind of just, as a person, liked the dude, right? Now, his, one of his sons, Bo Biden, had lost his life. Yeah, it was a terrible cancer. Brain cancer. Right, yeah. right. And obviously the guy's pretty young. And, you know, anytime you lose a kid, that's going to send shockwaves through your family. But that was the reason why Joe Biden didn't run this year or this past year. And, and Hillary Clinton was the kind of the Democratic nod is because right. he was so distraught. Dealing with that. And right. And, and, and didn't, rightfully didn't, so. didn't want to have to deal with, you know, being a president for the next however long when, when he's still freshly coming off of losing his son. So Haley Biden... Is the is the wife of the late Bo Biden? Okay, right. She yeah. has two children with Bo Biden. Okay, so now two children left without their father. She's left without their husband. Terrible situation. So fast forward a little bit. Hunter Biden is the other Biden brother. Is now separated from his wife Kathleen, and part of the reason is because he's now involved in a romantic relationship with his dead brother's wife Hallie. I I I don't know if it's Hallie or Haley. It looks like Hallie. Hallie Biden. This is very clampant to me. I understand now I want to make I want to make this statement. I understand that in a moment of grieving, two people are essentially going through the same thing. It was my brother. It was your husband. We only a few people are going to know this, have this connection to one right. another. You're there for one another. And then 
romantic feelings. Do people fall in love with their therapist, right? Right. So when, when exposed feelings are out on the table, sex and weirdness and closeness and all that stuff gets brought into it. You go through that traumatic experience, right, right? Or, or anything that's high intensity, anything like that. Yeah, I can see how that happens because you come to depend on them. You come to use them as a source of comfort. Strong shoulder, and, that whole You know, thing. obviously I see where that bridge gets gapped, mm-hmm. where, where, the, where that gap gets bridged there. I can understand it. But as grown-ups... I think you got to stop it before it gets here. Like, my brother and I aren't the closest. No. But I have a great love and respect for him, and he does I. And I have said multiple times, and this is a true statement, that the person on planet Earth that I respect most is my sister-in-law. Without a doubt, there is no close second. And I love Roxanne in a very like special and unique way. But if my brother was to die tomorrow... I could not sully his legacy by trying to bed down his lady. Well, I mean, I guess it's like, where are the intentions there? Because you're talking bed down, like, well, you know, hey, I'm just trying to bang it out with this chick. Even and, I mean, I, I, I set this up differently than it actually is. So, so. and I, I understand even the, you, I don't want to say you want to take responsibility for your brother's, you know, family or anything like that, but I think that's at least somewhat of a part of it. Would your brother rather, you know, have you stepping into that role as almost a father to your children and as a, as a husband to his wife, somebody that he knows, trusts, loves, and respects, or would he rather just have some dude who who plowed up into it because Jeez. he got drunk at, you know, at a bar, <sighs> right. you know? And I'm not saying this is commonplace. I'm not saying this is something I would want to be a part of. I just don't know how in this situation I would be. You know what I mean? It's very easy for me to be like, ew, gross. You're you're sleeping with a chick that your brother slept with. But when you have this kind of emotion, when you have this kind of feeling, I just don't know where I would be in this. I don't, I don't want to bang my sister-in-law. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be, be, be my sister-in-law's. I'm not in love with her. But like, I, when you're in this world, when you're in this, I just don't know where you'd end up. Like, Let me tell you how crazy my brain is, okay? I think this is less shady if he's still alive. Um, like, like, I, I disagree. Like, I disagree. I understand how like sex happens. But like stepping into the role like that, well... Like, cause here, well, here's the other thing. Like, if my brother was to die tomorrow, I would want to step up and I would want to help raise my niece because of right. because I love her and I want her to have the best life possible. And the best way to do that would be involved in her life on an everyday basis, or to, to stay there. completely away. Right. Well, <laughs> we're talking about you, not not the, not the average <laughs> bear the, here. The two there. Um, yeah, you're going to want to you're going to want to step up into that role. You're going to want to be that positive male, you know. But the kids really kind of are where this becomes an issue for me is because how do you explain to your kids this situation if neither one of them had children okay you guys are adults your family's fine with it i don't care what you do but there is a little bit of conflict here when it comes to how do you explain this to kids now if they were grown kids if they were over the age of 18 or even 16 or something like that then you've got something but if we're talking about an eight-year-old and an 11 year old how do you explain hey uncle jim just went into stepdad you know stepdad role like that that's where the confusion comes into me and i i don't know how how deep into this relationship they are what they're doing or however it is well i mean they're using quotes like we feel very happy. Hallie and I are incredibly lucky to have found the love and support we have for each other in such a difficult time. Okay. And that's been obvious to the people who love us most. We've been so lucky to have family and friends who have supported us every step of the way. I don't know, bro. Like, you don't think Joe's sitting there thinking a little bit about his own son? Like, bro, that's your dead brother's 
wife. Like, I have to kind of support you. I kind of have to. But secretly behind closed doors, I'm looking at my own son like, how dare you do this? I think I would be. I guess I guess it's just, are, are you looking at it? Are you looking at it you, to usurp your brother? Or are you looking at it to preserve that legacy, to preserve that memory? You know, I mean, obviously, in the Bible, this was commonplace. You know what I mean? And I, I'm not trying to be like, well, we should return to biblical times. But it just it depends on where the intentions are. And, and, and I guess more than anything, you want your kids to be happy, but at the same time, you want your grandkids to be well-adjusted, and I don't know where that line is for them. I, I, I don't know. Short of porking your brother's wife, I think Fair, it is I probably, guess. I think probably is pretty close to it. I just, when I read that, like that say, like, when I saw that headline yesterday, I was like, this is clickbait. Right. Clickbait. So everyone, I think everyone did, like, no way this is true. My computer's going to fry in half if I click on this, and sure enough, I saw it at KYC, and then I saw it in another reputable place, and then another, and then another, and I went, Oh my God, this is happening. This is happening. I just, I mean, dude, imagine Thanksgiving dinner. What's the conversation like? Would it be any better if you were, if you were, if she was bringing some new dude to Thanksgiving dinner? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Too soon for that, I too. I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm glad I'm not in this situation. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, boy, oh boy, I'm glad this is not me and my family, but I don't, I I just don't know where I'd stand. I was going to say, dude, like my family's got some issues, obviously. We got some problems with one another. We don't always speak. We, you know, we, you know, we can get kind of separated from one another, that whole kind of thing. But like my brother and I have always kind of had the respect of one another. Like, dude, let's not sleep with, although, you know what I'm willing about too, while we were younger, dude, my brother probably did something shady like that. I'm sure. All right. All right. Sorry. I, uh, I, I've just been, uh, my, my attention's been diverted by something, and I, I'm, I apologize. That should not happen. So yesterday was Ash Wednesday, and uh, there's a church in, I believe this was a suburban Chicago, that wants everybody to feel included on Ash Wednesday. And they went to a pretty far extreme to make sure that happened. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Before the end of the program, you're going to get hooked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Can't Charge game. That's Saturday. We'll do that here shortly. Dude, I know we do this a lot. But I have just read like five memes in a row that just make me want to pull my hair out. Uh I got asked if I'm my brother's keeper. Mess with him and find out. This is a Don Breed. And then there's some chick who's Biden style there. Then, yeah, damn right. Then there's a, then there's a, some woman. Oh my god. You're only one. You're you're one heartbreak away from meeting the person you're supposed to be with. Every heartbreak is a step closer to. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it isn't. There's no guarantee. There's no list. Well, once your heart's been broken seven times, you'll find the love of your life. No, you won't. They'll keep breaking your heart. They'll keep cheating on you. They'll keep using you for your money. And it's going to keep happening time and time again. I say it all the time. All those people that did you wrong had one thing in common. They were picked by you. The problem is you. Fear has two meanings, Fantone. Forget everything and run or face everything and rise. The choice is mine. The Gary Vaynerchuks of the world are ruining stuff. That guy's really smart and I like him, but now like everybody like takes 20 seconds of what that guy says and thinks they're a genius. Right. I mean, inspirational posters just used to hang in the sales bullpen and now they're on and the internet. And you knew they were it's BS because like, only those schmucks bought into God. it. Because only those people only those people bought it. Dear God. <laughs> 
Yeah. So with it uh, with it being Lent season, yeah, you know, yeah uh, yesterday was the Ash Wednesday there, and uh, you know I, I know practicing Catholics are now like restricting things for forty days, and I know this is like no meat on Friday, and right. like dude, the best fish sandwiches in the world come out. Thank you guys right. for that. I love those; those are delicious. Arby's two for five. They have the meats, even ocean meats. Yeah, I, I mentioned yesterday that church on Tuscan. I said it was St. Michael's. It's actually St. Joseph's right okay. there. So I, I highly recommend it to you. It's the one right across, like on Bedford. There. This is St. Joseph's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll yeah, know yeah. Exactly where it is. Right I by the hospital. By. Right, exactly. Okay. Right by Altman, yeah. Okay. And I I'm take Bedford you, all the time. I'm telling you, get down into that basement. It's going to be lit. Fish- <laughs> Dude, they, they got the coleslaw. They got tartar sauce. Put lemon on all everything. It's good stuff. You know what's crazy? If you said to me outside of Lent season, <laughs> hey, go into that church basement, I'm going to be like, bro, no. no. I have seen the news. No. no, thanks. I saw Spotlight. No, thank you. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing. But yeah, fry some fish. I'm like, no, I'll go in. I'll lead the way. So we made you aware of this church in Kansas the other day that was going to do drive-by Ash Wednesday. Right. Like you didn't even have to get out of your car. You know, minister, priest, whatever would come up and you would do like the cross on your forehead with the ashes there and you didn't even have to get out. And we kind of, as non-religious people, were kind of asking the question on the program. It's like, is this appropriate? Is this, is this doing enough of this? This kind of feels like going through the motion, spinning the wheels on the Half-assing it right there. If you're yeah. going to do it, do it. So there is a church in Chicago that did this a little bit differently. Okay. And they wanted to tackle a different crowd, not the lazy people. They were after the LGBTQ people. Okay. And they wanted them to know that this church stands with you. Okay. We're with you. You can feel included here. Uh, you know, a lot of progressive churches, you know, whether it's it's LGBTQ issues or other, you know, social issues of the day, they want to make their point or their, their stance clear. They yes. want to, you know, hey, this is who we are and this is, you know, why you should come to us. And I get that. I mean, you, you know, you want to expand the umbrella. Well, yeah, and it's a good message to send people that not every church is as close-minded right. as, as what the stereotype of the church is. Right. So that's important. Right. I'm all for that. And so... I think this was trying to be relatable, and I can't tell if this is offensive or if this is legitimately you being relatable, and I can't quite figure it out. And here's what happened. A church in Chicago was offering Unity Lutheran Church in Chicago's Edgewater neighborhood was offering Glitter Ash Wednesday. And what they did is is they mixed in purple glitter with their ashes to show LGBTQ support with the ashes on the forehead. This feels to me initially like a big swing and a miss because aren't what you're doing. Couldn't I make the argument that what you're doing here is you're boiling these people down and making their entire lives about one issue. Oh yeah. Dude. Gays love glitter. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you guys, he's going to talk about Sharon X. What do you guys, what do you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, of course you're it's- boiling this down and making it all about one issue. The problem I have with it, and I guess I'm not, I'm certainly not a practicing Catholic or even really familiar with it, with the norms of it. But the reason you do Ash Wednesday is because you're kind of wearing Jesus on your sleeve, right? You're kind of of saying, I'm unashamed, you know, of worshiping God or worshiping Jesus. And like, and this is this is why I'm putting it on my head. I would assume so, yeah. And I guess a part of that is like, 
I don't want to say like the ash is like significant, but like isn't that a little bit significant in the sense of this is the body of Christ that's that that, that, that you're doing this with and like so to introduce glitter into it does feel well, a little bit. Well, we walked on water, light in the loafers, right? It does feel a little bit. I don't want I mean, blasphemous is not the right word, but it feels a little bit uh, counter to the message that you're trying to put out there of like I'm proud to be a Catholic. What it is for sure is pandering. Yeah. What it is is yeah. for sure is pandering. And I think at some point it's got to be past gimmick. You got to like legitimately be like, look, we are a church. We believe in faith. We believe in God. We believe in this. But we also believe that you are welcome here. And I think you got to do it like during Ash Wednesday. What's the ultra masculinity thing that they're doing to get me guys like me in there? Nothing. Well, they probably don't feel like they're having a problem getting, you know, white middle class, you know, dudes in there. They probably feel like, all right, we've got that group okay. pretty well represented. Um, and and, and, and you put- for the record, you can never have enough white dudes. Oh, yeah, just load them up, dude. We need more of them. You can, you can never have enough white dudes. Um, I guess, yeah, I feel like, well, dude, you're kind of over-modernizing or you are over-pandering, but, like, isn't it the same thing as putting a rock guitar in, into, into church songs? Is it any different? Is it any different than the than the cool, young youth pastor who's using Twitter? Is it any different? You're, no. you're evolving with the times. No. Ultimately, no, but I... And I don't want to say I have a problem with it, but I'm aware that what this is is much like... Your association to cool as electric guitar is your association to to the gay community is purple glitter. You but see it, what I'm saying? But it gets some of them. You know, there's people who go to that super church right now because it's like, yeah, man, they they dude the the the, the water of life church. They do they have a rock guitar play up there, and I can wear my t-shirt here. I mean, the minister wears a football jersey, and they do it in a movie theater. Right, it's obviously cool. Right. I mean, that gets some people. Yeah. It just this felt like like pandering to me. Yeah, it does. It, undeniably, it does. And again, I'm I, I'm not going to create fire where there isn't one. But it, it this is a little like I don't want to call it disrespectful, but it feels okay. You know how something might not necessarily be racist, but it can be racially insensitive. And like racially unaware, but not necessarily racist because of the intent. I don't think the intent was wrong here, but this is definitely gay and sensitive on some level. And it's like an ultimate pandering. And again, you're reducing an entire groups of people lives down into one particular issue. And I think that's where you're going to have some snacks. We do have a four pack of tickets for the charge. You'll have them next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9, we do have a four-pack of tickets for the Can Charge game on Saturday. We'll pass those out here shortly. Dude, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because some of this yeah. stuff's going to end up making the rundown for tomorrow, but yeah. there's a school district in Missouri trying a four-day work week, uh, four-day school week. like it. going to be interesting to see if that catches on. And uh, I'm reading a story here about a postman, mailman. According to DNA, can link them to 1,300 illegitimate kids. Jeez. So, 1,300? Yeah. That's what they, that's what they say. That's a lot of kids, dude. Also this, and we will get into this a little bit before we get out of here. So swimmers. It's 
great exercise, right? Some yeah. of the best exercise you can get your hands on. No impact. That's a, that's a big thing about yep. it is that, you know, if you're, ah, I'm too heavy and my back hurts, and it's like, well, swimming's for you then. And it's also it also works more muscles than most things. Whole body, right? Whole body work right. out there, yeah. But their scientists have come out now and they've run some numbers. They say swimmers in an Olympic-sized pool, which is a huge pool, okay, are surrounded by up to 50 gallons of urine. Jeez. Scientists use an artificial sweetener found in urine to measure how much pee is in swimming pool water. They discovered the sweeter uh, potassium is consistently present in urine, making it easy to monitor in pool levels. This is uh. like the fearful, oh my God, it's going to turn like red if I pee right here. Right. In a test, they found that a 91,500-gallon pool uh, contained 5.8 gallons of urine, and a 183,000-gallon pool, a third the size of an Olympic-sized pool, uh, has about 17 gallons of urine in it. So you extrapolate those numbers out, and it's now 50 gallons of urine Jeez. in an Olympic-sized pool. Jeez. Think about how many gallons of urine Michael Phelps has gulped down to be well, an Olympic swimmer. Now that's what I was gonna say. This is probably there's probably a difference between like a public pool and like a Michael Phelps training pool. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, yeah. I mean, dude, he's obviously got his own water. Works. And I, well, and I definitely don't think that. I don't think that people who are training in those circumstances are probably using you know pools. But what really concerns me about this is like, yeah, you go to you know the Canton you know city pool or whatever and there's going to be a bunch of pee in there well you yeah there is dude think about like a place like kalahari you know what i'm saying dude and where it's nothing but little kids and it's nothing but families and it's nothing but spending all day in that pool well no because here's the, the dude here's the other thing you're skipping it's not just little kids it's little kids and swim up bars and they're drunk dad right <laughs> so think about that just sitting there peeing while he's drinking budweiser like i'll tell you another place that's famous for that yeah. I, I would have to imagine is all those bars on the island, right? Oh, like, Kelly's Island, and then and, 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 and yeah, of course, it, yeah, and uh, like Put in Bay, Put in Bay of like you go to Mister Ed's or whatever that is. Those swim up bars. I've stayed in that hotel a million times, dude. How grimy is the scene at those bars? Like, listen, I get it. We're all out there oh, getting drunk call. and having fun, but oh god, it's so disgusting, it, dude. Every time I go, and honestly, I probably haven't been one in one of those pools since I was probably like 22, 23. Because really? at this point, well, dude, I'm not. If I, if dude, if we go, to, if we do, hey, stands where you show to put in bay, I'm not going in that pool, dude, where there's all those people just in bodily fluids and oh, no, thank you, man. Stands where you show goes to put. No, thank you, dude. Turns out you are pretty funny. Yeah, I got a joke. Or two in the that bag. would be a good idea. Yeah. Those broadcasts are always big, and those bars yeah. always pay to do it. I did it yeah. a million times. That's why when somebody tells me, "No, we can't make that happen," I'm going to go, "You're a liar, hey, dude." We kind of might be shooting a little bit low. Sometimes they'll send you to like sandals. Sometimes you'll get to go to Jamaica. Where Sometimes did I go? Can. I, I, yeah, we went to some all-inclusive thing in yeah. Daytona or yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, 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 that stuff will be all right. And you can catch us at the Eric Snow YMCA. It's the only place they'll send us. Hey, you guys can go swimming. Do pay, pay to pay to get in there. Nobody sent me. I paid. <laughs> Nobody sent me. I'll tell you where we are going to be, though. Where are we going to be? And uh, this has not been made uh, widely available as of yet. Okay. But St. Patrick's Day, yeah. we will be broadcasting live at the Tilted Kilt up there in Belden Village from nice. 6 to 10 a.m. I like it. And it's I believe, if my math is correct, that's two weeks from tomorrow. So that's a Friday even that St. Patrick's Day happens on. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Things can get out of control pretty easily. Sounds like an Uber ride waiting to happen. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe Lyft now, given all the problems that Uber's in. 
Hey, before we wrap up the show, I uh, I want to thank you. Me? Yeah, you. What did I do? So yesterday, I'm sitting around in my house. Oh, no. It's that boring part of the afternoon, and I am just shoving drugs up my nose. And I'm like, you know what, dude? No, wait, you wait, wait. Over-the-counter drugs. I was like, you know what, dude? I got to make sure I thank Stansberry for hooking me up with all these drugs I'm putting up my nose. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, jeez, jeez. <laughs> Notice how he's doing it, though? Yeah, maybe this gets him fired, too. Who knows? I guess we'll find out. No, uh, yesterday, Stansberry gave me some Zycams, and I thought to myself, I'm like, dude, make sure you thank him. For doing this, and I'm like, dude, if you this was thirty bucks, I'm like, dude, if this was ten years ago, it would have been a much different. Thank you for nose drugs, but now that we're both old, and it's like, oh, here's some Zycams, Pantone. I want you to understand who I am as a person, okay, <laughs> dude? A decent ratings bonus, and I'm gonna get you nose drugs. <laughs> like, dude, that's gonna happen. It was gonna happen. We just don't make enough money. She got that swab up there, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm feeling better. Thank you, Stansberry. Get me over my cold, bro. If I got paid like an adult, I. <laughs> You would have nose drugs all the time. I would make sure that happened for you. I care enough about so you. So thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. you. Gave me the cold, but you also gave me the uh, you gave me the, the remedy. You yeah. gave me the zyke. yeah, the remedy so there. I appreciate. Yeah, it. dude, I'll get you pregnant and pay for the abortion. That's who I am. It's what I do. That's what I do. All right, we got a four pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. That game Saturday. It's Military Appreciation Night. That's going to be awesome. Charge going to be out there in camo themed uniforms. First two thousand people through the door get an uh, exclusive Charge T shirt, uh, courtesy of Terminex. And uh, there's going to be silent auctions for some jerseys, player autographs, all that stuff. Let's get you hooked up. We'll take caller 10 right now. 800-243-7625. I'll send you to the charge game. Nobody gets nose drugs. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 a.m.